0: Welcome in, and thanks for joining us once again on the Red Rock Sports Podcast. Coming back after a little bit of time off. Had some absences last week. We had to push the show. So, for those of you out there that have been avid listeners, we're sorry. We're back. We're sorry. I am your host Jared All. Alongside me, as always, Connor Holzke. How are you, buddy? I'm good. How about you? I'm I'm good. I'm glad to be back. Hanging in, the in there and this, on this holiday week. And in, unfortunately, we couldn't come back as a full trio. Mister Nick Soprus is away. He's away from the office. You got the auto email reply. I'm sorry, I'm out of the office. Ah. Yeah, that's Nick today. So. Tyler, thank you once again. Tyler Walgie, filling in on the producer chair.
1: Hello, everyone. Thanks for having me. It's always tough to fill Nick's shoes, you know. But uh, is that because they're they're so small? Well, it, exactly.
0: They're so tiny. You gotta like jam your foot, in those Cram things. your feet in there. Uh-huh. You know,
1: you know how hard it is to play basketball in small shoes. I, no, I don't. I, I don't know how or I, tennis. It, That's what I've been doing lately. I've been playing some tennis pretty lately. Pretty hard for me to With play Jared, basketball yeah. generally.
0: Tyler, Tyler actually is a pretty legitimate tennis player. Nah, not
1: let's not do that. No, I can get it let's over. The not there. <laughs> yeah, let's, not, <laughs> let's not go there. Yeah, let's not go there. Well, goes. you know, in in our time off, you know, I uh, had the
0: uh, pleasure of driving through the wonderful, great state of Nebraska. Um, that. Boys and Girls is not a fun drive. This is the first time I've Mm. made that drive before, driving to Lincoln. Uh,
1: Never done it, huh? Boy. Well, I've flown usually. So my wife's family lives out in Lincoln. So you you know you get more music and sound effects when I'm here, right? Of course. I I have a Nebraska uh, theme music, if you want, for your story. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, that's so
0: spot on. So spot on because they're delusional out there in, in any sports lit in anything. But, you know, they're, they're their Nebraska football team's god-awful, but yet they <laughs> want to think they got national championship hopes. But, no, anyways, it was, uh, it, was, it was good. It was a good trip out there. It was cold, really freaking cold yeah, in Nebraska. Yeah, Nebraska gets You it's think chilly. it's cold here, yeah. it's not. Did you know it's, I uh, lived in Nebraska for a year? Wow.
1: Huh? You okay. went to school out there, right? I uh, did for one year.
0: Yeah. For one year. Yeah, you want to know the the best part about Nebraska? What's that? All kidding aside, the actual best part about Nebraska the amazing bonfires you get to create—you, mm. mm. they dig these like trenches. I have never done a bonfire they, when there's out nothing, there. nothing else to around. To so, there's No fire, right? Hazards. Exactly. Well, and it's humid, and so they dig these massive trenches. And just fill it with wood and brush and stuff. And, and just have these 10, 20-foot, I mean, massive bonfires I will air. seek out a bonfire next <laughs> time I am in Nebraska. <laughs> uh, Nebraska. But cold.
1: You're right. It's freaking freezing. I would say about there. Omaha, Nebraska, I spent a month there one night. <laughs> yeah, yeah, pretty you much. Yeah, that's a <laughs> great place uh, to...
0: So I uh, spent all of Sunday driving back. Okay. Uh, was full that? disclosure, missed the Broncos game saw the score, did not care to go back and watch it. I'm kind of thinking, guys, tell me I'm wrong, but maybe my drive to Nebraska might have been better than watching that Broncos Mm -hmm. game.
1: It was frustrating, to say the least. Nothing's.
0: No. 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 I don't know, because you get on the highway, right? And then all you do, you set the cruise control, and it's like I barely even have to touch my hands to the steering wheel, and we're just going. It just goes straight. For like 300 months.
1: Self-driving cars? Pretty much. Like If you were going to test out a self-driving car, that is the drive to take it on because you literally don't have to turn anywhere. You know what I think is funny about people's apprehension when you read articles or see what the the general uh, negative comment is about self-driving cars is that, yeah, but it gets into accidents sometimes. It's like, well, <laughs> okay. You don't think humans get an accident sometimes? It gets an accidents way uh, less well, That's than a whole do.
0: That's a whole interesting conversation because it also gets into like ethics. Do you program the computer to, if it has two decisions, you either. Swerve and run over one person on the sidewalk or you pile into people...
1: That's obviously a good question and something they have to do. It's an interesting ethical dilemma because then you're causing the death. It seems like there's
0: a dozen movies that have already run through this
1: scenario. Well, there have been Connor (laughs) and this also same scenario you're setting up if that would ever happen which it probably wouldn't. A human would also have to be in that same scenario if there weren't a car. So a human would still have to make that decision as well. So that's not going anywhere. Okay. No doubt but one of them is programming.
0: One of them is just... kind of on the fly. So like, do you run into traffic and risk the lives of five people in the car? Or do you program it okay. as a programmer and, to and, swerve and, and, you're right. Connor, and risk you're right. a person that, on That the is sidewalk. a problem. It's the trolley
1: problem. That is a trolley problem. But listen. It's a trolley problem. I would rather take 95% fewer accidents on the common streets or small roads and have to deal with that. Yeah, than... I know. It's just an interesting discussion. Yeah, no, hey, real is. quick,
0: before we get off Nebraska, yes. I got, I got okay, one thing okay. for you. Okay. One thing for you. Uh I, I know these interesting things about nebraska so i got two facts for nebraska oh the one thing that colorado people love Mm. is nebraska yeah yeah so (laughs) so here we go i had a college professor down there that told me that there was a study done he was very fond of saying this there was a study done that if you actually scaled nebraska down to the size of a pancake your average pancake is bumpier than nebraska so that's one. Did he mention what uh, <laughs> crepe? Does that work for crepes I don't too? know if it works for crepes. Okay. <laughs> oh, uh, crepes are, are very thin. Yeah. I know. Exactly. So yeah. I just, you know. I want so that's one. and then And okay. then the other interesting thing, did you know, you can pretty much get anywhere in Nebraska from point A to point B using almost all or exclusively dirt roads. You, there's wait, a wait, 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 they have
1: paved roads in Nebraska? <laughs> <Yeah>. Very few.
0: <laughs> there, there, there are, I mean, obviously in the cities and stuff. It's like, like the old cobblestone, from, you know? Yeah. You yeah. can get from like, <laughs> right? like yeah, any city to any, any town to any town basically, of course, with highways is the way to go, but there is like a, a complete intricate web of connected dirt roads. So if you are going to try to maximize the amount of time you drive through Nebraska, that's the route. <laughs> you that you, you can to do, you do that, yes. So there <laughs> Nebraska. Sorry. There's Der- the Nebraska for you. Bermuda Triangle
1: of dirt roads. Yeah. So, okay. uh, guys, did I miss anything in this game that was worth going back and looking at? Well, you missed what Drew Locke's next team is going to get in a quarterback. I mean, aside from that, look... I I mean Connor you can you can take it away actually I I get on this show and I I sit in for (laughs) Nick and I just started talking I'm sorry but but look honestly you talk whatever I you guys know what I think about Drew Locke based on my earlier times filling in on this show before the season started and I was just so let down because I thought the Broncos had a real chance to win that game time and time again even after Locke came in and he just couldn't make the passes and look I will say this. I mean, I mean, you don't want to be too tough on him because coming in cold, not throwing it all, expected to make those high level, you know, 15, 20 yards pass line of scrimmage, That that that's not. Well, uh, had, it's it's easier had, said than done, He but.
0: had uh, like as many pass yards as Teddy did in three drives compared to Teddy's. Right. You know what I mean? It's no, like. Uh, I know. It just, uh, I will say this the offense looked absolutely terrible. With Teddy Bridgewater, it looked terrible. We couldn't move, could not move the ball. And and hey, say what you want about Teddy. He's uh, we've said he's been a pretty, he's been a he's been a, not a bad quarterback. He's not been a terrible quarterback for the Broncos this year. Not good. Not I'll, a let, good quarterback. I'll let those be your words. Well. <laughs> You know, I I mean, we've all said before, I mean, this is what he is. You know, I mean, he's a he's a bottom third quarterback in the league, but he's a starter and he's, you know, sad, as sad as it is. We've kind of talked about how that might be the best quarterback play we've actually seen since since uh, Peyton Manning. But neither here nor there. The offense could not move the ball. It was another one of those games this year where the offense could not move the ball under Teddy. Uh, You know, we were not really running the ball with much authority, or running, running it a little bit, but uh, our, our passing attack just was absolutely non-existent. Um, now, I went to the game, so I was able to kind of see some things in terms of wide receivers breaking open. And there were some separation with our receivers. It was kind of a combination of Teddy just not looking. I mean, not willing to take that risk and like throwing when someone's on their back shoulder. And he would rather take the two-yard check down. And that's what we know he is, right? And then the other thing is he was under duress all day. I will. I'll be fair to Teddy Bridgewater and say the offensive line was getting shredded, especially the interior with Lloyd Cushenbery and uh, Dalton Reisner. They were getting shredded all games. So it was kind of a mixture of things. But the the passing attack was non-existent. Uh, Drew Locke came in actually, uh, and you know, I'll talk about the the fumble here in a second. But but he actually to be quite honest, it gave a little bit of life into a passing attack that absolutely had no life at all. Uh, He he made a couple throws that were through some pretty tight windows, which as we all know, those turn into intercept. If you give Drew Locke a season to do that, I'm sure a bunch of those will be interceptions, but uh, you know, it worked this game, right? Uh, For a little bit. So um, yeah, I I thought ah, defense played great. And, and the offense just let him down. kind of the, Kind of the story. Wait, wait, of the, tell me where yeah. I've heard that before. Yeah, exactly. This is like the last five seasons of the Broncos. Here,
1: defense played great, but man, the offense just let him down. So I, I think I may have been a little too tough on Drew Lock. And I will admit, I had a little bit of a bias going in when 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 Bridgewater was hurt and, and Drew Lock's going in. I had I also had a little money on the Broncos this game. You know, I I got him, You know, plus one before all this nonsense happened. I thought it was a this awesome bet. And so when he went out and Drew Locke came in, I was just so upset. So inherently from that point on, anything that went wrong, I was just kind of okay. biased. While <laughs> well, well, you guys just, are both here,
0: I that. want to put this out there on the record. I need you both to hear it. Drew Locke is not good. No, he's did not. Teddy Bridgewater isn't
1: either. They both are not good quarterbacks, and we've seen that this year. I said earlier in the season that he gives us the best chance to win the most games, which still, obviously, I think should be true. true. I think we all agree with that. Yes. And when your objective is to win the most games, he should clearly be the quarterback. But also, after that hot start he had, and everyone was saying, "Oh, look at Teddy Bridgewater! Look what a." You know, I think actually on this show I heard you guys talk about, and I may have come on and talked about the fact that he's going to start regressing. Like yeah, he's going to yeah. get back to it who he expected to be. To happen. So we, you, we, this show, you guys called it. Like, like we predicted this literally six six weeks ago, saying, "Hold on, everyone, yeah. pump the brakes." <laughs> I feel like we know who Teddy Bridgewater is. I come away from every Broncos game
0: with that Dennis Green. You know, quote in my who head. They, they are, are, who we are we thought they we were. And we let him Every off the time.
1: hook. <laughs> That's best part when he goes, and we let him off the hook. I like
0: when he hits the uh, stand, you know. No, <laughs> no I think... that uh, is Green, man, what a legend. Now, ha- now, how happy were you, though, Tyler, yeah. when Drew Locke throws a touchdown and doesn't dance? Because I know you have been a very outspoken <sighs> against mm-hmm. the dancing, mm-hmm. but what you saw was a quarterback who made a touchdown gave it a little teeny fist, just a little fist pump and ran down the field to tap tap his receiver on the head for well, making a good play.
1: Okay, so I could go one of two ways here. <laughs> I could either say he's growing up, he's learning, he's becoming a good quarterback, you know. <laughs> well, well, let's not go that far. Well, a but leader. Growing up, he's learning trying a Trying to be a leader, maybe. Right, trying, to, trying to be there. Or, mm-hmm. His dance moves have gotten stale. Oh. He doesn't, he doesn't have wanna, a new move. Exactly. He, he doesn't want to show off that nonsense. <laughs> now, I myself, that would never happen to me, so I don't know what that feels <laughs> like, but I, that, that's what I, I would go with. Beef. Tyler, I have I never ex- seen you dance, but I so desperately oh, want to see you on I the dance the I got the moves. I got the... The moves. Oh, I God. got some good moves. stop it. Yeah. <laughs> but uh, someone anyway. needs to get so,
0: married. We need a wedding here soon. Look, okay. Look.
1: Look. I like Drew Locke not dancing. It was a positive. I'll say <laughs> that. But at this point, we're past the dancing. The, the, he's not a good quarterback. No. Let's I, hit the reset button. It's... I'm in to draft a guy next year. Let's take a swing at one of these kids coming out of college. Like I don't know, I don't want to get on that right now. No, but-
0: and we talked a little bit about that on our last episode. And and honestly, where the Broncos are going to fall within the draft, I think is more in the range where those quarterbacks are going to go. I don't think you have
1: the elite class like we've talked about in the past. But but, but also the good thing again, we're you know don't want to spend much time on this. But the good thing about this next quarterback cl- class is if the Broncos fall back. It's not the worst thing because, who knows, it's kind of going to be random all over the place. I think there's going to be more quarterbacks in the second, third round this draft that succeed, maybe comparatively to any other draft, you know, within five years in either side of the draft, you know, 10 years cumulative that we've seen. So I believe if you're going to take a shot on a quarterback, do it this year, but maybe wait till the second, third round for that reason. So
0: Maybe. Yeah, yeah. It'll, it'll be interesting to see. And... Obviously, that's the big question moving forward for the Broncos, who's going to be the and quarterback, think, who's I going to be I think we may
1: touch on that that's
0: subject the, later. It is, team. obviously, we're, we're coming up on Aaron Christmas Rogers. week. Aaron we're coming Rogers. up on Christmas week. Okay, so, okay. hey, don't, sorry, don't spoil sorry, it. Sorry, we're going to do a little bit later. Oh. We're going to throw it out. And actually, we're all kind of just learning this now, but we're going to throw out a uh, our gift for Colorado Sports. We're each going to give a gift. We're going to ask. Instead of asking Santa gifts for ourselves, we're not selfish people. We don't need things for ourselves. We're going to give gifts huh, well, to our yourself, sports teams. Yeah, I want something for myself. Okay? Give yeah. gifts to our sports team. So we'll each go around the horn. We'll give a, a gift for... There you go. See? I like that
1: little holiday season.
0: Actually, it's funny. I showed up at the studio today, and, and Tyler and I were putting cutting some clips, doing some things before we started, and he reminded me that like, Chris is coming. I'm like, oh, yeah, I guess we should probably... like add a Christmas theme into the show. You know, I guess it's <laughs> yeah. it's Christmas. So so this is what uh, we, we're, we're going to kind of add this in last minute. We're going to have some fun talking about – there's a lot of things Colorado sports needs right now, yeah. okay? Yeah. So we're going to have some fun later on in the show. So we'll leave that. Something tells me one of us may wish for something along those lines All for right. our sports teams, okay? Right. Anything else we want to touch on on this Bengals game before we we, we briefly touch on the, uh, the upcoming game against the Raiders? Yeah, you know, I uh, – eh. It's just you saw another example of of just being out coached, right? I mean, we clearly saw example. You look at the how, so you look at the end of the first half, and the Broncos. There, there's a couple examples I have. One would be the end of the first half. The Broncos have about a minute and a half left, right, and they're they're close to midfield. And rather than kind of being a, just a, opening it up a little bit, trying to trying to be a little more going for a touchdown. It was very clear by the by the script and the game plan that they were really just trying to keep the ball in play, run the clock, get a field goal. Like that was what their goal was, right? They were being a little bit tentative. They didn't end up getting as many yards as they would have liked to in this strategy. End up settling for a fifty-one yard field goal with fourteen seconds left, and you missed it. Uh, you know, Brandon McManus, who coming off a special teams player of the week last week. Uh, shanks it and then with nine seconds left the the Bengals get a playoff and and end up and, and that's a six-point swing and i and i think a part of that can be attributed to coaching uh in, in terms of just trying to be that really conservative and and i think yeah, that, i agree uh, with you there i'm I'm totally with um, you there another example would be at the end of the game there was uh, uh 2 minutes and 40 some seconds left. Th- How many 40 seconds, no, no. seconds left, stop Connor? It, stop <laughs> it. Hang on. There is 2 minutes and 37 seconds. I want uh. to know the exact time. I'm telling you, 237, okay? okay. All right. Somebody and, fact check that. Right. Yeah, Do it. I it's got it. all good. Uh, so there's 2 237 left and the play just ended and a Bengals player w- was hurt, right? And and Vic Fangio before he sees the guy hurt and it doesn't even I'll, I'll explain in a second but but he calls a timeout with 2:37 left right to try and stop the clock because the Broncos need the ball back. Um, now with 2:37 left, uh, then then the uh, uh, they they would have had to had to run they were down to where would the, they would have had to run a play. Okay, they would have had to snap the ball once before the two minute warning and then the play would have stopped at the two minute warning. Okay, right. Um, So then instead, Vic calls a timeout, uh, which he shouldn't have done because they were going to have to run a play anyways, right? They were going to have to run that play anyways. The Broncos were. The the Bengals were going to have to run a play. Uh, And then the Bengals player went down with an injury. And so the refs said, nope, you don't need to use your timeout. It was an injury, but the clock's going to run, obviously, once... They clear the field because it's not in the last two minutes, right? So they're going to clear the field. The clock's going to run. So he got a second chance. Uh, Vic Fangio got a second opportunity to take back his timeout and be like, oh, let's not do it. <laughs> and yet he still called the timeout right after You ever heard the uh, that, saying, so. you
1: can't teach an old dog new tricks? Oh, I mean, that's a bad one. That's you an get, old yeah. dog. So, yeah,
0: so it was it was a poor time management. And then and then you look again, you know, look at Pat Shermer, right? I, I'm not sure. I mean, you could... I, I'm curious if you would criticize or, or if you like this play call, but, but the, the fumble that, that Drew Locke had, right? And we, there's, there's blame to go around. I did go back and watch that. I play. did. I did too. <laughs> I, I, I went back and watched it. Um, it, was, it was an option. It was a run option. that it, it was a play design where Drew Locke got to read and see, see the defensive end and see the linebacker, see if they crashed towards the run, right? Going go to the right. And if they did that, then he's supposed to you know, tuck the ball and, and run, right? So, it's a run option. Now, my question is, what are we doing calling a run option uh, yeah. with Drew Locke? I mean, we don't have Kyler, Murray. you know, we don't have Murray, we don't have a, one of these running quarterbacks. We, we, it's no. Drew Locke. No. I, I, you know, so. And, and, and don't put so much on a guy coming right, in that's not right. your starter, well, that especially, you're trying not to overwhelm. Especially a Drew Locke, right? Who clearly has had troubles making decisions. Decision making. Uh, that's his biggest weakness. Right. And so you're, you're putting a, a decision on his shoulder when, when you're in the, you know, you're on the 10 lot yard line about. to I did not like the play call with that said, you could make an argument that it was not a bad call because as drew Locke pointed out in his press conference, uh, which is kind of funny, he, he did point out, well, I probably should have just handed the ball off to Javante. He's a professional runner. I'm not. But at the same time, if I make that defensive end miss, I'm running into the end See, zone and we're having a different discussion. And you know what? He is actually right. I went back and looked at the play. He was free and clear to the end zone. If, but if, how many times the of out the defense, of 100 their whole is, is Drew Luck fit. making that D.N. miss? If he one mm. time out of 100 makes that D.N. miss, I'm shocked. <laughs> well, yeah. Well... I, you know, not so. I'm not but, saying he's not a good athlete, but he is athlete. not a guy that's gonna he's shimmy getting... a D end and take him to the end zone. I mean, I, I, I've never seen it, and we probably will never see it. Well, in and the, D end, and the D end, in the D end, in in Drew's defense, did take his a hard first step, like he was biting towards the run. But then he made a good play, and he stayed but in and his lane. The question and is, should waited.
1: Pat Shermer have put exactly. him in that position? Right. Frankly, the it
0: doesn't matter. Yeah. Yes, Drew actually made the right decision. If you're if you understand the maybe. play call and he what he's maybe. But he, you know, it was actually well. Blocked. That's what you're looking for <laughs> is the the hard step. If he commits to the running back, you pull. That's that's kind of what you're looking for, right? And so I don't know. It's but that, but see, that's kind of my issue is is should you have even put a Drew Lock in that situation? I'll at give all, you the answer. You know? No. Yeah. Are you so, guys
1: uh, Pat Shermer fans on the show? No. Not not so much. No. Okay. No. <laughs> is uh, producer Nick producer No. Because no? I coincidentally have some theme music for Pat Shermer. <laughs> All right. oh, you I'm love that kidding. sound clip <laughs> uh, well I'm just bringing it back for, for sure good yeah. uh, Nebraska you know, Pat Shermer yeah.
0: there was also too many times on uh there was there was at least three that I counted on third and short where the Broncos actually had a third and manageable third oh, we're talking third and two third and four right um where he did a, a spread five wide five wide spread uh, look and, and I, I just, I hate that. <laughs> I hate that. You have Javante Williams in there. Let's not who get can so get... ticky. See, that's with where like, I, 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 get, I don't like yeah, to do I, that. Yeah, I could, I, I, whatever. I, I think when well, you watch. That's why I'm here, Walgie. I like to do that. But
1: <laughs> don't you think that, like, when it comes down to single plays like that, like, we're just focusing on we're doing a disservice because we're focusing on the single most important play of the game and trying to dissect one play out of however many they ran, 60 or 70 or... Well, but but I'm giving you multiple examples I was going to say, typically,
0: Tyler, I would agree with you, but when you watch over the course of these games, it's a majority of these calls that you're continuing to question. And and, and I'm there with you because I am definitely no head coach. And now I want to say, Connor, I think... First of all, I want to bring something up. Do coaches hire an assistant that is there to advise you on? Time out and time I think A lot of them do have that right now. They, they right? Cer- they certainly have. A, because a, a in this analytical world that we live in, that has to be a, a job now, right? But I think. Some... I'm nominating Connor. I think Connor <laughs> could do very would be well. Very well. Big Fangio, you need to add someone on your staff. He comes cheap, he's not expensive. <laughs> I bet
1: Connor's good at like Monopoly and Risk and things like that. I you know? Say- <laughs>
0: Connor, I think, is probably a miserable person to play games with. Oh, yeah. Because the worst. he's always like like <laughs> to the like so good at it and like strategic and analytical on all Can I all actually of it? tell you who the worst person to play monopoly with is? Who's that? Producer Nick Okay, oh, I can actually, I see that too. he is that's the okay. hands down worst person. Okay. That okay, he is wait, wait, such a hardball, uh, I mean, lowball scumbag. Is it because wait, he's a bad low loser, low ball, or, low ball or scumbag. when it comes to like Monopoly, yeah, <laughs> Monopoly. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, specific to Monopoly? No, no, <laughs> specific to Monopoly. He, okay. I'm not saying he's a lowball scumbag uh, loser in general. Uh, because uh, I, I've, I don't know about far you, My my wife and I, we enjoy doing the game night out with couples, you know, and and that's something fun for us. And do you really though? Oh, absolutely, I love it. I love, I love board games and all of that Sorry. stuff but then every now and then you you play with somebody that like they're a sore loser and then it's like okay what are we like 13
1: right now like i don't even know how to act we're all adults and you're gonna pout because i beat you in a board game. Yeah. like I'm a sore know. loser when there's money on the line. Well, the worst sure. is when so you put 20 bucks in the pot, something happens. Me and Nick used to play Monopoly for real money. With, and that honestly, was, oh. I think that's the best way to do Monopoly. <laughs> yeah, it was, I love the games wow. with that for Monopoly. You guys go high I, stakes I, dude, I will do your games. Jared, I'm just looking to have money. a couple of beers and enjoy some good company. Dude, but you guys, I will go rock, paper, scissors after the show with one of you guys for five bucks See, a but roll.
0: Tyler, that doesn't surprise <laughs> me because you professionally bet on yourself i mean that's what you do right like so you know in any given scenario you walk into it
1: knowing whether you can or can't win this bet well i generally for what i do for a living that's the case rock paper scissors that's not unfortunately but uh most cases that is what's your go-to
0: game in vegas i know you're a big vegas guy what's your what's your uh table
1: blackjack is my go-to because look any idiot can have even like the uh ideal playing card you know how you can just buy that card from any gift shop in the casino and literally put it on the table next to them and play perfect strategy or the dealer will tell you or too. the dealer will tell you exactly Connor or the dealer will tell you and, and you'll, as long as you tip them well and you can whittle down the house edge to like 0.5% like seriously, so and it's very similar. Also, I mean, just craps is, Kraps the same is thing. very similar. Craps is the exact okay. same thing. So okay, but but just just real quick. So so what people don't understand is a lot of listeners, I am sure, uh, may like to occasionally bet on sports. The house edge against the average sports better is about two point five percent. All right, it's two point three eight, but like, it's about two point five. Just to be easy with math, okay. Meaning, if the average sports bettor and the average blackjack player sat down at the same table for a year, a month, whatever, the sports bettor is going to lose about five times more money betting sports than you would playing blackjack or even craps. There you go. Isn't that crazy? Okay, but I'm new to craps, okay? So I've always when I've gone to Blackhawk
0: or gone to Vegas, I've I've played a little bit of roulette, you know. Mostly black blackjack is what I'm playing. I don't I don't play a ton at the tables or anything, but I always lose in craps, and I don't know what I'm doing. Everyone's talking about all these high rolling You're probably tables. Probably put in... too
1: much money on the board at one given time.
0: Yeah, so I think I need some strategy. Connor, t- here. Connor's the go-to. I can go tell t- you all,
1: all about craps, but you do to be a
0: different time. We, we talk about craps on a different date. We're going to we'll be we'll be in this uh, Vegas for the Super Bowl.
1: Yes, and when you guys bring it up on uh, maybe like an off season show or something like that, you know, have some fun you'll want producer Nick here because he's got his strategies that are... He's like, uh, gonna be like Skip Bayless during that show. He plays the way... just, Just a little tease. He plays the way... That may irk other people at the table, so I'll let you. i let plays him, the, He plays the don't pass. Well, well, oh, okay. Yeah. He just blew the lead there. I mean, I'm trying well, to tease anyone it a anyone bit. anyone that so knows cops Mike knows what Green that Green means. What you're talking yeah, you're about? probably right. So yeah. But and then the
0: rest of us idiots out there, we're
1: totally. What that in the means dark. is he likes to bet with the house and go against everyone at the table. So, so I actually I love this idea. This will be
0: a, a topic for the future when we're when we're digging for content that we can't create.
1: Uh, we will bring up. Uh, I will get some some advice. Uh, from Conor. Do you want to know what the Soaps? table sounds like when uh, Nick Soaps uh, puts his bets down?
0: Pretty much. Yeah, pretty much.
1: Wouldn't you love uh, that though, Vegas? Because like they're always like
0: <laughs> cheering at tables. Right. Wouldn't you love to see someone just get started off a table? <laughs> it would be good. I love uh, actually. So, so, getting off the game. I know we got on the games. You were talking about analytics person. So of course they have them. Um, uh, the coaches do I mean they do have these people so I mean but at the end of the day right the, the buck stops with the boss I mean it's it's Vic Fangio that's that's there to make the decisions and he's kind of showing time and time again his time management's not there so really just just to put a bow on this Cincinnati game right it, it was poorly coached uh from you know all from offensively and from Vic Fangio from a time management uh, clock management perspective and the offense, the pass game was non-existent, especially with Teddy Bridgewater. Uh, Cortland Sutton makes a, a few key drops, quite frankly. One of them, I don't know if you could call it drop. It got knocked out, but he needed to go back and get... It was a touchdown throw. He needed to go back and get the ball. I mean, it, was, it wasn't it was a bad throw by Teddy Bridgewater. And, and it go, hits him right here in, in the chest, and the guy knocks it out. So, uh, Cortland Sutton, man, I mean... Uh, he he got paid. He got paid, and he de- he deserved to get paid. He he is he is a threat, but he's just not showing it right now. So you know, uh, back game by them. Uh, you know, if you're gonna look at a bright spot, it's once again. I mean, I, stop me if you've heard this before, but it's Javante Williams. He do, we, has, do we have a stat for him? Uh, I do got you something for you. Oh, 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 oh we didn't. No, oh. it's not. It's not, it's not. the
1: stat of the week. Though. Oh, oh it's not, I know, I know. But I do got that's something. That's your for new him. boo. I thought for sure that's yeah. The stat we were line. Do you go. want me to read a stat line? Yeah, go, ahead. go uh, ahead. Fifteen carries, seventy-two yards, uh, four point eight average. And then, uh, did he have anything through the air? Yeah, he had four catches, nine yards uh, through the air too. So, pretty yeah, yeah. Good day. a pretty
0: good day. And there's actually one play in particular that just, he, like we say, Jared, he has these play, like one or two plays every week that just makes you go, "Wow," okay. you know. So he had he had this one play uh, there. The Broncos are backed up near their own end zone and they turn and hand the ball off and he gets grabbed at the goal line and goes down. I mean, like I don't even know how this man stayed up. Like he, he fell down in everything except for like the technical rule book, how you fall Like he was, he must've been, his knee must've been like, Inches from the ground, and he somehow put a hand down, kept his way up, wriggled out of the the guy to heckling him, and busted it for ten more yards. Runs over a safety and gets a first down. Uh, and it's just one of those plays, you know. Just wow, this guy is nuts. Uh, I will. I told you I got something for you. Okay. Okay. Uh, so Javante Williams. Now uh, he does. He is number one in the league in in broken tackles. Uh, uh, you know, forcing a missed tackle, and he has uh, 57, right? Number two on that list is Jonathan Taylor, with uh, I believe it's 52, but it's, it's, it's in the low 50s as, as Javante Williams is 57 missed tackles. So Jonathan Taylor has 270 carries uh, to get those missed tackles. Want to take a stab at how many carries Javante Williams has? 270 for Jonathan Taylor. Under 200 good call. I'm going to say 155. 170. It's pretty 170, good. Okay. Wow. So so in 100 less carries, he is beating the Jonathan Taylor, who many people have as, as an MVP yeah. candidate this year, he's uh, um, he, he will be in that discussion, certainly the top running back. So, of the so season you look, right if now, he's right? getting that many carries, I mean, who knows what he would do? So, I mean, hey, okay. you are going to look at a silver so, lining. That is it. Okay, Jared. so my head right now is on fantasy football. Playoffs are starting in most leagues. Everyone's kind of getting into that. For those of you out there that actually are involved in fantasy, I think you understand. Where will. Javante Williams, what will be his average draft position next year? What, where are we drafting him next year? Is he a top tier back? Is he a, you know, is he a guy you're looking at in the first round? Is he a second, third round guy? What now, do you think? I, I, I would predict he's going to be a back end yes. first round pick. Where's what's Melvin Gordon's contract situation? Is he up this year? Ah, uh, yeah. So we, he's so we could be, be talking a feature back role for him for next sure. year. And I, and I think. I think the expectations that Melvin Gordon's not going to be around here next year, and, and you'll probably bring in somebody else. Sure, uh, you know, to, just somebody to, to be there as a compliment. I don't know, back. Mike Boone and his three carries this year has looked pretty good. Yeah, I, I would, uh, <laughs> de- I would definitely anticipate that Javante Williams is a first round draft pick next year. Uh, probably in the in the middle to back be end like of the first round, fifth, fifth to be back taken. Right, yeah. right. Uh, probably more. And as as any of you guys out there that play. Fantasy in Colorado, you understand that you pay a premium for. Colorado I pretty much players. just don't draft Broncos players yeah, because you'll, you'll you have always, to overdraft yep, every time. That's always, how it works. yeah. So, okay, quickly but. before we move off the Broncos, I do want to touch on this Raiders game they have coming up, um, which I thought was was interesting. That on the road in Las Vegas, the Broncos are only a one and a half point underdog with Drew Locke expected to start at quarterback. And maybe this is just me looking at him like, "Oh God, Drew Lock starting, we have no chance." But I thought that's interesting that on a neutral field, Vegas is essentially telling you they still got the Broncos in this game. I mean, I'm, I... look, man, I, I Tyler here, the the, the professional sports, wait, better wait, could wait, probably... wait, Drew Lock apology coming up. No, you could probably tell me. You could probably tell me how. Uh... How off base I am here because I, you know, we do trust we do, we we trust Tyler on a couple things at least, right? One of which is sports betting. Easy. Um, <laughs> so I would say, if I just had to ballpark what I would guess the difference in a point line would be between Teddy Bridgewater starting and Drew Lock starting, I'm thinking it's probably only a couple points.
1: What would you say to that, Tyler? It's two and a half points.
0: Yeah. So there you go. So it's probably well based on what I use. But okay. Yeah. So so math. So, at the end of the day, it's really not all that much, right? I mean, you might think like, oh, crap, it's Drew Locke. But at the same time, as you've just said, I mean, they're they're both not great quarterbacks right, right. now. So,
1: But the thing is, you have to think about how close these teams in the NFL are. Mm-hmm. So when you alter your team by two and a half points, that drops the Broncos from maybe an average NFL team to now low 20s, 22, 23, 24. So... That's a big difference, right? So that's the thing is maybe two and a half points doesn't seem like a lot. It's, hey, it's a field goal. You can get a field goal easy. It's a world draw. That's not what it means. What it means is when you're ranking these teams, two and a half points now shifts the Broncos down substantially it, to it a is. different tier. It's, of, of it's,
0: it's substantial, but correct me if I'm wrong, two and a half points for a quarterback is not all that much of a trade-off for a quarterback. Well, well look at uh, Arizona, yeah, that, that I think was, or not Arizona. Um, over over the weekend, some of these games that where the quarterback is out, they're underdogs. To, it, it all depends yeah. on but look at the, the look at the Browns. You yeah, know some exactly. of these others, the, these games over the weekend where the quarterbacks weren't playing. And and I say over the weekend, it's Tuesday. We're we're recording Tuesday the twenty first. There's games going on right now where the quarterbacks are not eligible to play in these
1: games. Right. Know? But but if you think about it, if if uh, Drew Locke were backing up uh, Baker Mayfield. That line would not have moved sure. nearly as much, right? So it's all about who's backing up the quarterback. That's why if Aaron Rodgers goes out, the line moves about eight points. Eight, yeah, there you go. Yeah, Woo! but 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 if 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 he's got a good backup, let's say well, uh, let's say Teddy Bridgewater is the backup, right? Then maybe the the line moves three and a half, four points, maybe even five, four, maybe even five potentially. But the point is, it depends on who the backup is, right? Right. So that no matters doubt. a
0: lot. So I, you know. Uh Broncos uh, according to 538 uh, dropped to about 6% chance. They they were riding in the upper 20s, 30% to make the playoffs. Uh now they're 6%. Well, they uh, need to win out loss. and then some, right? Oh yeah, they they need a lot of help. They're losing yeah. tiebreakers all over the place, yeah. right? I now. know. So. They lost
1: all the worst games. Lose to the Steelers, lose to the Bengals. I mean, that those are the losses that kill you. Do you guys want to know what Pro Football Focus has this line at? What's that? So, Pro Football Focus has the Broncos a half point better than the Raiders. They have the Broncos negative 0. 0.7. They have the Raiders negative 1.2, which means on, uh, based on the Raiders' home field, which is about two and a half, okay? It's about two and a half, uh, Lions field. Uh, they would be two-point favorites against the Broncos with Drew Locke starting. So, PFF has this yeah. at Raiders minus two. Uh-huh. And DraftKings has it one and a half. Okay. Is where I got that from, so, so
0: could be a good bet. Okay, yeah, yeah. so Connor, I remember, I I, I think I want to say it was like either just before the season started or right around the beginning of the season. You you kind of went on a rant about your biggest fear was that Locke was going to come in at the end of this season, <laughs> perform well enough to get everyone excited about Drew Locke again and Vic Fangio and this team and and get this front office to commit to it. And I am so terrified right now that I'm watching that fear be played out in front of me because what happens if Drew Locke comes out and just shreds it up? And I don't know the scenario (laughs) with, with Teddy Bridgewater how long he'll be out. What I do know is this is his second concussion this year and typically third overall i believe the too. more you start to pile up the more that takes you to come back from and so we may not see Teddy bridgewater again this year no you know i i think from Vic's i mean Obviously, first and foremost, we hope Teddy Bridgewater is going to play. Absolutely, okay, yeah. You know? I mean, sure. it's bigger than football for sure, you know. And I know that I assume that I don't know Teddy personally, but I would assume that he is a competitor that wants to get out there and play, especially in a contract year. He probably wants to get out there and play if he can, right? Um, this coaching staff has communicated to us all year long that if Teddy is is available, he's going to be in there. Teddy's sixty percent. Teddy's in there, baby. You know? So I think I think from a You know, I think from a GM standpoint, from a fan standpoint, maybe even from like an ethical what should you do for the health of your players standpoint, all the above probably points to, you know what, these games don't really matter. You should just sit Teddy Bridgewater, do him a favor, right? Like, just leave him out there, right? Let let him come back next year. But uh, all the other signs, all all the signs that matter, (laughs) what Vic Fangio is going to do, point to Teddy Bridgewater coming back if he's available. So uh, I would anticipate unless unless something you know, unforeseen comes down with, with Teddy's health. If he can't clear protocol, he obviously can't play. But if he can, I would imagine he's back uh, after this week. And, and you know what? You, you mentioned what happens if Drew goes up there and tears it out, or tears it up, right? Can I just say... There is a little part in my heart that every time Drew goes in there, I'm like I have like the tiniest <laughs> bit of hope that like like please. <laughs> this is it. This right? is the moment. But like at some point like at, like he just consists every time has gone out there and slammed those hopes down. You know what I mean? Like he he shows glimmer tiny little hints of glimmer with his arm strength and and some of the throws he can make, but he just always finds a way to mess it up. And so so here He's got these three games left. There's nothing in my mind. Even if he goes out there and does like pretty solid. Right, I don't. I, I it's over with him here. I think. Okay, I think it's done. we give you a lot of crap on this show, Connor, for being a Drew Lock apologist. But that is actually, I think, the first true Drew Lock apology that you've ever put like out here. <laughs> An we just apology. feel so bad for you, Drew. We want you to do good, but uh, you just blow but it and like, You like listen to him talk in the <laughs> interviews, and like he's really likable, and he says the right things. It's just like you really want him to be that guy, but he's just not that guy. You know what I mean? I actually don't think there's anything he can do in these three games. I really don't. I do not think there's anything he can do in these three games. Uh, you say that, but if he goes up and lights it up for 400 yards, three, four uh, touchdowns, absolutely, this town would get If he somehow
1: did that, he would still have two interceptions. So <laughs> Probably right. Probably <laughs> right. Saying. Maybe he would, yeah. All right, so I have a, a Drew Locke analogy, okay? Drew Locke starting for the rest of the season, from now to the end. Have you guys ever been in a car accident – where you slid on ice and you hit the brakes and the brakes didn't do anything and, and you ended up hitting something? Oh, yeah. That's yeah, the worst. Has, her, has it happened to you? Oh, yes. yeah. You're that's maneuvering well.
0: left and trying to maneuver right. And you, and you just, end up hitting something. Yeah, bang, okay?
1: yeah. Unfortunately, I hit a car in front of me in traffic. It's. Ha- I mean, you guys have your stories. What's happening right now with the Broncos is the moment you realize the brakes aren't working. That's where we are right now. If Drew Lock starts, is that very moment where you go, "Oh no, it's it's uh, uh, what's happening." That's where we're at, and you know it's not going to end well. You don't know how it's going to end at that point, but you know it's not going to end well. And that's where we're at. So Right, and even if you manage
0: to miss everything and like and like control it, you know what I mean? You don't want to go back over that ice. No,
1: No. you don't want to go over that ice. And you're and you're freaked out after it happens and you just want to
0: move on. So that's kinda where I think they're at that's a good analogy. I think that's where they're at with Drew Locke, because I think it would I I think it's an unrea he would have to do unreasonably good in order you know, you can't say never say never, right? But it would, it would be an unreasonable amount of production from Drew Locke to actually, cha- in my opinion, change the GM, you know, George Payton's mind about the direction of this team next year. So uh, I think partly we are saved because it is only a three-game sample size, right? right. I don't, I'm not as scared of that as I was at the beginning of the year because I was thinking it could have been like a, a five, six-game thing, like enough to where you're kind of like... Uh should we should we maybe throw him in the starter mix no, you know I, but three ga- I don't think he can do anything in three games really like nothing realistic can happen in three yeah, games yeah unless George Payton behind the scenes just loves just Drew loves Locke. Him. this coaching staff has made it so clear they have no faith in Drew Lock yeah. whatsoever yeah um I think on that we can all agree um so getting uh, before we get off the Broncos um we we obviously didn't do our show last week um so we're going to go dive back 2 weeks ago to the red rock weekly draft um which we uh drafted the number of total turnovers in the game by both teams this was again the lions Lions. and broncos game and uh it was lame. It was low. Broncos didn't have any turnovers, which is a good thing. Obviously, the Broncos won that game handily, but uh, Soaps had two turnovers, which the the Lions had two turnovers on the game, a total of two, so Soaps wins that one. Uh, actually gives him the lead on the year. Ooh. He's up Ooh. five. You have four, Connor, and I have three. So, Tyler, you've joined us a few times, I think, while we've done this Red Rock Weekly Draft. So, each week, we go around the circle. We all take a draft pick in order. So uh, I am in last place, so I'm going to go first. Connor will go second. You're going to be last, okay? For what, producer what, Nick. For producer Nick, yes. And he will have to live with the decision that you make, okay? So make I'll sure try. you really think hard about He's number this, okay? one right now. I'm going to do my best. Yes. So this week, we are, because Drew Locke is in, You know, I want to see how productive is Drew Locke going to oh, be. God, so God. we're going to go total passing yards, okay? And we're going to break this down. There are three, eight, you know, three tiers, okay? You can go under 200 yards. This means up to 199.99 yards, okay? If you want to find a stat that takes you that far. I don't know. Uh 200 to 249.9999 and 250 plus, okay? So those are your three options. Under 200
1: Two hundred to two forty nine or two fifty. So plus. I don't have a choice. You I just, don't, I'm just you're left with get, one.
0: I can see. Yeah, I guess I would set that up perfectly. Yeah, right you night. did.
1: Just like I planned. Well, Nick, if you're listening, <laughs> it's not my fault. Okay, <laughs> so I am. Going to uh,
0: believe in my man, Drew Locke, but not that much. No, you're going to take the one. You're going to take the one everyone wants. Of course. I'm the first pick. He's, <laughs> I'm gonna go, he's pick
1: number one. I'm going to go 200 oh. to 250. Eh, okay. Eh. The, the
0: Broncos are averaging 234 yards a game on the year. I think he fits, falls right in line with that. Although I think we are going to push
1: closer to 250 than we do you will wa- to 200. Do you want to know what I think of that pick?
2: Yeah. <laughs>
1: Connor, what do you want? All right, so
0: uh, I guess as the resident "quote unquote" Drew Lock apologist, as you guys <laughs> call me, uh, I'll, I'll stick true to my colors and let's let's go uh, 250. He's gonna uh, play oh, this right into Tyler's hands. I That's what Tyler wanted. Exactly.
1: I would have taken under I wanted, 200 I w-
0: to begin with. See, so if I had to guess, if I had to like put an over under, I'd be curious to see what it is. If I had to just ballpark an over under off the top of my head, I would have said like about like 220. Two twenty-five Prop,
1: props usually aren't available on uh, Tuesday when we record. Oh, okay, yeah.
0: so there you go. I so I, I actually really really like the two hundred to two fifty range. I think that is much more likely than any of the above. Uh, but I'll go. I'll go two fifty and above just to just to put a little pep in my Drew. Apologies over here. <laughs> I think I think producer
1: Nick is going to get another win. Yeah, we might have just like totally set that up for God, him again. What are you guys what, doing we over thinking? here, what Drew? We Off, man. Um, all right. Last thing before we move More off like the NFL. Drew Unlock. <laughs>
0: <laughs> no, look. You'll have 270 <laughs> yards. Connor,
1: how do you not laugh? You're the dad joke. I drew Unlock. That was so bad. Come on. Was so you got to unlock the lock.
0: <laughs> yeah. Uh, so,
1: Connor, do you remember back after week one uh, where
0: uh, we all made some bold predictions? Oh, was gonna happen sadly. I was NFL. hoping we never mentioned those again because uh, mine and- were pretty bad. You know, it's funny <laughs> and we'll talk about it when we get there, but uh, it's kind of funny because things we were, we were, you know, putting together a show for last week, ended up not being able to do it. And I had planned to discuss this last week and things have progressed in a manner that makes, Oh, you made a, makes, good makes makes mine you look made a really good call. better and yours look worse. Mine are terrible. <laughs> so, mine are terrible. Yeah. So it works good. So, okay. So chorus uh, chair is going to bring uh, it up. Uh, full disclosure. It. Soaps
1: bold prediction was so freaking vanilla that I refused to even put it out here. And that's the issue is Nick Soaps does not have a lot of Skip Bayless in his blood, which is why I really can't wait for the craps discussion. Yes. That's where we're going to start to unfold the Stephen A. Smith, and he's going to say, that's blood. You notice he keeps <laughs> listing ESPN analysts. They, they obviously well, have a They type. have the ones who they are have no, But Skip Bayless is Fox now. Oh, that's right. I forgot yeah. he's not there. He's with Shannon, dude. That's he's a long time ago. He's that's, with that our boy, like bro. Five he's with years Shannon ago. Sharp. Okay, I got to be honest. That show sucks. I no, can't I love I Shannon, dude. I love Shannon. Yeah, Sh- I'm with
0: you, Jared. I'm not a huge fan. I'm not got, a huge fan.
1: What do you I love okay, Shannon Sharp. It's, it's okay, hot okay, takes okay, okay, no, man. Let's shift the conversation, though. That, that show alone, maybe not great, but what else would you watch on TV at that point? It's either like that or... One of the ESPN shows, or like what else sports wise at that point on TV? I
0: I, see. So I don't watch a lot of TV on the TV. See,
1: I work from home, so I always have. Well, I do sports betting from home. I I always have that on the background. I'll put like a
0: podcast on, or I'll do like you know you know what I listen to every single day is I listen to all of the the press conferences from like all the Colorado sports teams. That's gotta gotta be.
1: That's gotta be. Exciting. Ooh. I, th- I, I like that, it.
0: I would rather listen to the interviews from every one of our Colorado sports players and coaches than I would listen to like Skip Bayless argue about some stupid I usually listen to
1: the Red Rock Sports Podcast. It's yeah, one the, of my or favorite the, shows. Yeah.
0: Or, or maybe one of the other Woos Media podcasts. Yeah, and if you go. guys aren't familiar with the other Woos Media shows, be sure to check them out online at woosmedia.com. That's W-O-O-Z-E media.com. Or of course, just search Woos Media on whatever podcast player you're listening to and you'll find to all their shows excellent so on to bold takes so soaps he's out of it what his prediction was is Noah Fant would leave the broncos in receiving yards he's not he's in third but that's a lame take that's not hot that's, <laughs> that's not that's not, no not big ba- was
1: supposed to no be no we were shooting <laughs> no for the moon here. that's ice cold okay no. you know so, what that is that reminds me of a little jingle bells that's what soap take was somehow I feel you like asked for stellar. a hot take and that's what we got yeah yeah so, so let's hit Connor first, just okay. because I want oh to humiliate God. him. I right. Connors first. Get, and hey, just me. let everyone know, based on the the sounds back here, I don't do this. But there's two for Jared and two for Connor. So two and each. I did cut out
0: one of yours as well, too. R- by remind way, me, too. Jared, wasn't
1: this after week one? Yes, after week one. This is yeah. after this week is like, one. And,
0: and we were asked to do like an extreme overreaction. Don't start. No no, right. no, no. The no, outline said bold <laughs> takes after week one of the Stop NFL season qualifiers. You took it, however, you decided. Yeah, exactly. Connor
1: made his own rules for this these I are believe the exact you, quote was hey, look, you put our hair Connor, to the fire Connor, to make you us know what? do a bold claim this is what you ex- said <laughs> this is exactly <laughs> why we can pull <laughs> audio from a podcast it's yeah it's good we leave the debate i aside. Out as
0: long as i could on these and I we, and we listen
1: to exactly i know all right hey
0: i might as well get this over with bring it to me Jared. let's go the do, Green Bay Packers missed the playoffs. Ooh, okay. I had one similar, but not the Packers. Yeah, I got I got the Packers missing the playoffs. And I, I base that off of the fact that they just looked horrible, obviously. I know it's week one. Oh, hey, let's pump the brakes. Let's, let's, let's not. I mean, Aaron Rodgers is a great quarterback, but that's a pretty bold statement. I mean, he's the MVP last year, but I think there's just so much dysfunction there. Yep. Yep. Connor, there is one team in the NFL that has clinched the <laughs> playoff spot. Would you want to take a guess as to who that team is? All right, all right, yeah, yeah. Yep, not yep, not Hey, yep. the hotness factor was there though. It it was a hot
1: take. Oh, dude, I want right. to see that's what it was I learned. It. it was so hot. <laughs> okay. Here's the thing, is I love how you guys play it back when those hit and you're on <laughs> honestly Connor I,
0: I yeah I will give you credit for that you you went out there <laughs> I love it. how spicy it, it was. Was. Lo- you went you oh, so it. hot I love you took it you went for it. so oh. we actually Connor we pulled that a different so your other take was was not that hot either so we took a different one later on in the show we, we found that oh. I like this take better just because I get to control it and you don't and so <laughs> this I is would take other. Jerry Judy over Cortland Sutton um, just because of the high ceiling and I have when I try and do fantasy drafts i typically really like to put emphasis on ceiling so this was fantasy draft yeah so you like specific
1: for fantasy i'll play it one more time it's only 10 seconds for fantasy draft i would take jerry
0: judy over Cortland sutton um just because of the high ceiling and i i've when i try and do fantasy drafts i typically really like to put emphasis on ceiling i still would I still would, for the record. Okay, okay. uh, Corlin Sutton's had a uh, had a really bad year. Both of them yeah, actually, are not startable in fantasy, true, really, I mean, at the end of the day. And you could make the argument if Jerry Judy didn't get injured, we don't know what sure, would have happened. Sure. That's so, true. Okay, yeah, okay. I still uh, take Jerry Judy. The other bold <laughs> take that you did put out, I want to give you credit for this, because you're actually not far off. You had Albert O with more production than Noah Fant, is the way you had worded it. And so Noah Fant, 58 receptions, 532 yards, Albert O 31 receptions 325 yards but but he was hurt and uh, also one another like a yard and a half more per catch and has two touchdowns to fans 3. So, so it wasn't overall out of if, some I rem- if I remember maybe I'm wrong here, but I thought I had said I thought I was specifically talking about touchdowns. He would have more touchdowns than you Noah. You might have Fan. been right. I did um, include cuz that th- was something I actually thought was going to happen. Yep. I've been saying And he's that. close. He's right there. Two to two to the three eh, and as you guys right. mentioned, not he's right. been injured. So, I think if I, if you want my bold take from this point forward, Connor, Albert O has a longer future with the Broncos than Noah F. Ooh, there you go. All right. Sizzle. That's that's what I'm taking at this point. Okay. Now hit me with mine because I want to gloat a little bit. All right. Uh, I also have a team missing the playoffs. uh, And it was the team that kind of blew it last night in the Ravens. Uh, I have the Ravens missing the playoffs this year. Wow. Ooh. Okay. Okay. You heard it here first. Okay. okay. First, folks. Well, and, and, and my, <laughs> because I tend to do so, I went on a rant after there, and it got really long, so we cut that out. But where I was going with that, it's it had nothing to do with their talent. I think the Ravens, fully healthy, are a very talented team, definitely a playoff team. They were just so decimated with injury early, and it's just kept piling on and piling on and piling on. And we're seeing the result of that now. They lose a game last week that they they would not have lost in my opinion if lamar jackson i remember gone. right though you also were a, a not a believer necessarily in lamar jackson i am not and so, i think when yeah. uh, we'll, we'll, we'll we'll see that still come to fruition okay. i believe right. in my heart uh, it's but, good take. but good take. but, but doing oh, doing again good a big there. part of it afc north really strong and i think they may be on the outside looking in right now they're sitting in eighth place tied no. right there but losing out on a tie no, i'm actually really excited for your you guys other, have been i remember i remember what your other take was and I've actually thought about this yes. in the last few okay, weeks. Okay, so give
1: me the other take. Hey, first I got to play the hotness. Hot. Because hot. you feel that? It's, 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 it's the audience, if you're driving in your car right now, does it feel like a little heat coming through well, right now? You know, the heat is, guys, is I'm, I'm starting to learn
0: what Skip Bayless's approach That's to I'm life. That's I'm talking is. about, You dude. just keep taking hot take oh. after hot take after hot Eventually, take. Eventually, one of And then hit. one so of them hot. hits? Yes. And then that, yes. That you, your clip just the gets hottest. played over
1: and over and over again. All right, again. here we go. Jared, hot take number two. I don't know if this is bold.
0: I think it's bold, but apparently it's not. Urban Meyer is coaching at USC next year. Oh my god,
1: that's so bold.
0: Yeah, okay, after one year with the Jags. Hindsight, he was almost there. Hindsight, twenty twenty. Uh, I think Urban Meyer would have gone back and taken that UFC job. <laughs> right? Now, now that he's been right? fired from the Jags, his reputation is absolutely tarnished. If he leaves in early October, when that job becomes available. Man, I, now I have a question for you: Is Urban Meyer going to get a premier college football head coaching yes, job next year? Probably. You think? Yeah. Not Next no, year. I don't know about no, no. 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 Next year. No. Give it two or three years. Well, well, will he get a? Will he get a job at a? Let's say a, a top twenty
1: school. Well, uh, well, There's no, a no. difference between top 20 and top like seven. No, 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 no. He will get a job, and that team will become a top you, seven. Okay. So, no, I think the answer is yes to a top 20. I think one of these schools like uh, Ole Miss, if Lincoln, Kiffin beats like Tennessee or FSU. You know who's not been good Florida, since Florida Urban Meyer left? Who? Florida, Florida, Florida State. Either of those teams. Yeah. So like, it's gonna be no, one Florida of the states gonna go hire Dion. So that's top should. 20, but they, he's not gonna go to they like a. Well, now gave yeah, it a couple of years. They though. they they'd want him back. I, I I'm sure that Urban Meyer is going to get a job soon. He will. And and the thing is, is college
0: football, especially in the South. It's all about winning. Oh, I thought they, you were saying okay. Dion, like Deion But here, he, yeah, Deion Sanders. Yeah, didn't didn't FSU turn down? You Deion might be Sanders? right. Yes, I, they did. Yes, they did. They did FSU turned he down. Wanted, Deion. He wanted. He wanted. He's to not proven there. enough yet. Yeah. He just took their top yeah. recruit. Yeah, he took their top recruit. Exactly. Give, give him three yep. or four more years taking their recruits. They'll want. Him. But they'll a, want <laughs> a big
1: reason why Urban Meyer is going to go back is because of the new mm. NIL rules where people can make money. Urban Meyer is a money machine. You know where
0: Urban Meyer needs to go where? is the U. Yeah, I feel like he exactly. belongs at the U. All oh, the, the down in the, Miami. Yeah. Uh, it's all about the U. Ah, it fits, yeah. man. Watch yeah. out, watch out in the next years. But I thought that was hilarious. That okay. I, my prediction was that all Urban right, Meyer would enough. leave it's, it's the good. Jags. I did not see them firing him, but I also didn't see him kicking a kicker in the groin. So
1: <laughs> Those are hot, though. Those Think are good of the takes. Ribs. And I love, <laughs> I love about this show how you guys revisit your takes.
0: Okay, I'm going to put you on the spot because we didn't prepare for this. I didn't either. I'm just thinking of this right now. Let's give a, a bold take to end the season. Okay, so let's finish. Now we're going
1: into the playoffs. Wait, does it have to be Broncos? No, no, no. 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 Okay, it I, want, I, I mean, want a bold take. I was take. thinking NFL related, but it doesn't even. I've got one. I've got one be. ready. Okay, go. And we're going to have to fast forward quite a while for this one. The Rockies are making the playoffs. Okay, let's wow. go Rockies. Rock show. Okay. Yeah, big time. Okay, Ooh. yeah. Hold on, hold on, hold on. That. Oh yeah, Rockies in the in the playoffs. Let's go. Rocktober, come on, baby. All right, that's mine. Connor, what do you got? I got it. I got okay. it. Okay. Okay. I
0: got okay. it.
1: The Colts are winning
0: the Super Bowl. Woo!
2: <laughs> Whoa, that's and, absolute. And,
0: and Jonathan Taylor will be Super Bowl MVP. Woo! <laughs>
1: wow. <laughs> okay. There you go. I mean, Jared, Uh, you don't get anything if you don't top that. (laughs) I thought I had a really bold one. No, that's not hot. You know that bacon is sizzling for Connor. (laughs) Okay,
0: I got the Chiefs out, one and done. Chiefs no, losing in the that. playoffs. Okay. One no, no, and done. That, that is kind of hot. that's why I but, thought it was hot, but, but it's
1: nothing now compared to that. Unfortunately, base, warm. Uh, look, this was random. I could have we could have gone to the left, which would have been Jared first and Connor, and Connor would have ended with the bang. <laughs> Unfortunately, we <laughs> went with Connor first. So I set a precedent for what the hot take sound would be. You didn't match what Connor's. was. No, I I'm like sound. that was so vanilla. Yeah, at that exactly. Point. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. That wasn't too hot after Connor's. Wow. Connor, that was spicy. Okay. Was cold. Honestly,
0: though, I like where you're at with Dude, that. Dude, I like that too.
1: Good football, and yeah.
0: I think if Carson Wentz can play at a uh, a very high level in the playoffs,
1: this team is really, really good. Yeah, I
0: think so. And and he didn't play very well against the the Patriots. But did not play very well at all. But they still won. I got some. Big, u- so. I got some
1: updated Super Bowl odds here. Colts are currently almost twenty to one. Let's go get on that. Hey everybody, you put ten down. <laughs> that's a cool two. You heard it first here, okay, guys. You <laughs> <I> fir- heard it <laughs> first exactly. here. It's like twenty heard. pizzas. Do we accept that's like tips?
0: <laughs> At all is that a thing? That uh, everyone give your, out
1: there, can, give your Venmo out along with your home address, and uh, yeah, perfect, that'd perfect. be great. Yeah, uh, bank <laughs> account routing number, uh, <laughs> yeah. exactly. No, I like, I, you know, I like, I like how the Colts
0: are playing right now, and the other, the other hot take team I was thinking about was uh, the Forty Nine ers are playing really good football right now too. So that, that's so that's I'm gonna, I'm gonna hard. give a take on on uh, producer Nick's
1: behalf. Okay, so this you is can't do pretty, that. No, no, no. because <laughs> I know where he's I'm, going. But no, 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 gonna, no. I'm gonna, I'm gonna sticker this unofficial. This has to be an unofficial. No, take. no because. Based on his <laughs> previous predictions, I know how bold he's going to go.
0: Okay, so here's Una my bold prediction. Take. I know this isn't quite as bold as you guys want it to be, but this is my bold <laughs> prediction. Um, the Broncos are going to miss the playoffs.
1: <laughs> <laughs>
2: That's such take a- it to the back.
1: Dude, that is such a producer Nick hot take. <laughs> that, is, that is the hottest you're going to get from producer Nick. Yeah, yeah. Uh, like, or like, or Nikola Jokic will finish in the top 200 of scoring, <laughs> like right. something like that. That's a Nick Sobris ha. That's ooh, that's spicy for producer Nick. So we'll see. Connor, why aren't you going there? You usually jump in on these. You're scared that he's going <laughs> to out out hot take you when he gets back. No, no. Hey, I, I, I challenge okay. Nick to out hot take us. I want, I want right? the
0: hottest of the hot. I want. Jared, we've been pretty spicy today, man. I know we have. Yeah, man. it's
1: because we've been out for a while. It's you know, pretty, exactly. not just this getting show, back. but we've we've not been around the studio and it's for a couple Christmas weeks. week. Everyone's yes. getting ready for a little Christmas time. It's exciting. Yeah, let's and I, go. And I think
0: we keep that theme going. Okay, I think we we go ahead and get to our uh, our our Christmas wish list okay. for our Denver sports. Okay. Okay? So what we're going to do here, guys, we're going to go around, and you get one wish. You just get one, that you're going to wish for any of our sports teams for the, the finish of this season or, or, or the coming calendar year for our teams for 2022. So, Connor, I turn to you first. What would you wish for our Colorado what sports gift? Teams? What, gift? what gift would you give? I would give the gift of good news on health for the Nuggets specifically with MPJ. Okay. okay. I want I want I want him coming back. Uh okay. you know, maybe not come back to play this year, but I want to hear some great news by the end of this year that hey, we are ready going into next year for for the Nuggets. If I could do anything for any of the Colorado sports teams, I want the Nuggets to get back to full health so that they can go into next year with those championship aspirations. And you say next year, next season. Next season. Because we're obviously a week and a half away from the year. Correct. Next, the 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 2021-2022 season, I would love the Nuggets to be able to go in with a full team. Okay. I love it. That's good. That's, that's good. really good. I think that's such a positive vibe. I yeah. I mean, that's what Christmas is all about, right? right? Yeah. Health, love, and happiness. And you know what? You, you could go all different ways, but I think the Nuggets, they need the gift the most. Because no, I that's think, great. Because I want the Nuggets. I mean, the Broncos have had their success, which is great. We all want success for every team. But you know what I mean? Everyone in this town's kind of had success. It's kind of too much to ask for anything for the Rockies at this point. So you know what? I want I that know. for the Nuggets. T- Producer Tyler's optimistic. Yeah. Making the playoffs. Well, it's, not, it's not all that outlandish. Hey, but you but know. they're not going to win a World Series. So Hey, you never know. No, you do know. <laughs>
1: all right, my next. Tyler, what you got? <laughs> right. So guess where I'm going. The, the Rockies. Rockies. The Rockies. Because like Connor said, there's so many teams in this city that have tasted the success, been there. I want it for the Rockies. I want it so bad. Okay. So my gift to the Rockies is, and this is like a hypothetical, okay? This is like what I want them to get, okay? Pitching I wa- and hitting. Pitching. Okay. We're Just pitching. pitching. No, hitting will take care of itself. Hitting will always, especially today in the MLB where you can draft, you can acquire, especially Colorado is one of the easiest places when you're winning to get offensive talent to come here, okay? So when you get pitching, hitting will easily take care of itself. Don't worry. Didn't last year, though. Had but a good pitching staff. Didn't have any sort of. We hitting. did not have a good pitching staff last year. We had a decent pitching staff. Yeah, if you look at the at the average stats, if you look at the advanced analytics, we were terrible and horrible decisions from the management about when to sub people in. It were bad calls about Ooh, bullpen but, situations. Little subtle, Bud Black. Uh, hey, this there, huh? Bud Black guy, but still not a big fan. So right. what I give the, the the Rockies next year, next year's draft. Is the number one overall pitcher because that's what they need to start doing. The Rockies have to change their focus from trying to get these elite catchers and shortstops and center fielders. They've got to just start loading up on pitchers because once the pitchers click in like, Colorado, like pulling Angels, yeah, every pull in LA, pull draft, draft everything. Dude. Honestly, everything I would be I would be okay with that over. The would any that Rockies fan not be okay with that? No. I feel like everyone's no. happy with that. I honestly feel like that's the case uh, as well. And, and, and it at least would, take half of them. In pictures. my opinion, Straight it would up. help them win. It would The fan base would theoretically be okay with it. It would be sort of a bold move, but I want that. So I know we're kind of doing a theoretical thing here, and but... I want the Rockies so bad to invest in pitching, to draft pitching, to get pitching, because you know what? In today's baseball, hitting, especially in, in Colorado with free agents over the course of a year or two, will take care of itself.
0: No, and and I like it. I like it, Tyler. And I know Jared will remember, I've talked many times in the past on this show about the exact point that you brought up about how, how hitters will come in. We can get hitters to come here in, through free agency. The Rockies cannot get pitchers to come here through exactly. free agency. God building the draft. I like it. So force it. it. And just one tidbit on the Rockies before we go to Jared. I just got to say, I love the Clint Hurdle uh, uh, signing. You, you hear about yes, this? Yes, Clint Hurdle coming in as special advisor. Oh, uh, Clint's
1: coming back. Yeah, yeah, yeah. that's Assistant awesome. To the regional man. <laughs> <Assistant>. Yeah, <laughs> Assistant yeah. I to love the his regional. quote. It
0: was like, "I'm ready to oh, come. I'm happy to come in here and help wherever they Dude.
1: need me." <laughs> <be."> no, <laughs> but was, Clint is a high great. Uh, great. morale guy. He yes. is. He's, he's good is. for morale. He's
0: yeah, He's good, and he has a. He's good for morale. He has a high baseball IQ. Um, He's had success. He's had success as a manager, specifically. I mean, you know, he he did well with the Pirates. He's done well with the Rockies. Uh, I like I like Clint. I think Clint Hurdle is a really good baseball mind, and it's good to see the Rockies, uh, you know, moving towards maybe giving someone some power that actually knows what the heck they're doing around here. So, just gotta say before we move out there, I do love the Clint Hurdle uh, hiring. Uh, I would say. So, anyways. Jared. Sorry to hijack it. Jared. Jared you, he's been wrapping his
1: present. This is going to be. Yeah. Been wrapping. Been um,
0: wrapping. For me, it's an obvious one, guys. It's it's something we've, we've been desperate for in this town since Peyton Manning left, and that's find me a quarterback for these Denver Broncos. And more specific, I am going to ask. The gift that I want is for one of these veterans that keeps getting rumored to be wanting out, Actually, to get let loose, let go. Get me an Aaron Rodgers. Go get me a Russell Wilson. Shoot, I'll take Deshaun Watson if you can clear some things up, man. Um, With or without the forty masseuses. <laughs> Well, <laughs> hey, I can play pretty him. well.
1: I've got a uh, 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 person of a Miche- massage envy. Really uh, close. Be up careful here. who you are referring <laughs> yeah, to. I, Sh- I, don't it I don't know
0: if uh, you will still have a great relationship with this massage. Yeah, keep it on the DL for now. But hey, <laughs> I mean, she's great. Oh God, yeah. Yeah, right, well, she like she may not think too fondly. So that's what I want. I just think when I, the last few weeks watching this Broncos team, it just becomes more and more apparent week after week after week that this is the weak link of this team. And if you were to take what was a weakness and make it a abundant strength, getting a great veteran quarterback, I think this is a legitimate contender next year. Okay. I'm into it. I love it. Spirit of giving. Yeah.
1: Yeah, very wishful. I thing. mean, look, it was kind of you pull. see what you did is I will now speak for producer Nick. I'm sitting in his seat. I have to stay unofficially right unofficial <laughs> unofficial <laughs> because he's not here. You've been ripping on him all show uh, for being vanilla and then your gift is to give our most popular team the most popular player. With the player. most success. Yeah, yeah like <laughs> let's give the Broncos a quarterback. Oh, okay. That's not vanilla. We've at only all. had 20 years of John Elway and Peyton Manning. I, I like <laughs> to, uh, <laughs> so soft. That's I, Vanilla, I play to, to my crowd. Okay, this is what the audience <laughs> wants to hear. What this what the is, what want. this is what they're. You're turning into 104.3. All Broncos all the time with Jared. 100. That's
0: it. I drive that
1: point. I know all day long. Let's
0: <laughs> we'll see uh, if these gifts can but come to but We
1: don't want to talk Broncos anymore. No, we'll move on. It we we don't need to talk Broncos time. anymore.
0: Yeah. yeah.
1: I, think, I think it's about time hey, to move on from the Broncos. I actually did find because it's Christmas time. A couple of Christmas. Do you guys want to hear the public? uh Christmas songs that we won't get sued for playing? There's three I found. Okay. And unfortunately they're all in the hip hop category. So Not Connor president. Connor's gonna have to be our evaluator here because okay. Connor's the hit. the would you say he's a hip hop guy, a hip hop connoisseur, uh hip hop tour I would you don't describe know the proper have you ever heard him freestyle? I mean, Connor, just go at oh, it right now. Wow. Three, two, one, go. Connor. No, I'm just kidding. But, Connor. Where uh, you want me to we go? We have three. I can
0: always float oh, oh. right here with you and yo. Oh. Ooh, wow. Okay.
1: So we have three Christmas, <laughs> we have three Christmas hip-hop no, like songs. I was like, we got to stop this down. So Where, where's the dump button? <laughs> Do we got the dump button on here? I wish we did. All right, so uh, All I right. guess we'll just play. I have not heard these. I don't know how good or bad they are. I swear to God. You're I d I'm sure they're appropriate. So the reason <laughs> I haven't heard these is we have access to one folder, or like, or like a big folder to take music from, and I found three that just had holiday-like things in the title. This one is... Christmas dubstep jingle bells. There's another one that's Carol of the Bells holiday song. By the way, that's my favorite holiday and song. And there's another silent. Carol of Night. the Bells? Siberian. Trans Siberian Orchestra? Sorry. Okay. Keep going. No, 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 no. It is go. my
0: favorite Christmas song,
1: though. Okay. Carol of the Bells is. Yep. Okay. By By the Trans Siberian Orchestra, that okay. one. And then the last one is Silent Night uh, hip hop. So these are random. I've not heard them. I just pulled it based on the name. So let's see if we like them.
2: <laughs>
0: Make it sub! <laughs> oh my face is melting. <laughs> I can't feel my face. Yeah, that one did have dope stuff. That was worse me. than Mariah Carey. <laughs> that was worse than I feel Mariah. like I need, this I, one I is like I need a light
1: show now. Let's get to your favorite one, Connor. Okay.
0: Oh, yeah, that's the best.
1: Mm-hmm. I like the intro. Whoa. Oh, we should go out to this today.
0: Alright? My jam right here?
1: Okay, I mean, we can take this, right?
0: Dude. I think Connor's right. Like once it hits like ten o'clock, kids are in bed. You know, <laughs> that's like yeah, yeah, Christmas
1: music. Let's get rowdy. All right, well, so that's thirty seconds. Maybe I'll uh, do the outro to that today. Okay, yeah, All right, yeah, and then here's the last. Want. Here's that's last we This is Silent Night. <laughs> this is the one I was most intrigued by. What Silent Night rap? All right. Where's the rap? I don't know. I'm waiting for it. Is it. Who's rap or rapper? It's hip hop. It says. Oh. But it's more dubstep to me than hip hop. Or, like, an electronic. Yeah, it's like an electronic hip hop beat.
0: I don't know. This is a let down. I'm not, I'm not down with yeah, this one. No, no thi- this
1: is our go to. I oh, was yeah. like, when you oh, said
0: yeah. Silent Night, I was thinking like maybe like a Snoop Dogg Silent
1: Night version, right? No, I was too. I mean, there's a lot of different ways you can go like, with that, I guess. Silent
0: but... Night. Yeah. Holy Night. <laughs>
1: <laughs> <laughs> All this calm.
0: Okay, Connor. Are we got to <laughs> cut this <laughs> off. Now? Oh, All right that's, right, that's. That's good, Tyler. Yeah. That's good. Yeah. You know, me and Tyler used to make uh, electronic music. We did. Way. <laughs> oh back my in the god! Day. I could just picture. It, like I'm envisioning. Do you guys watch the show Friends at all? Oh yeah, you I know? Watch, yeah, the throwback episodes of Ross and Chandler when they weren't. <laughs> out. That's what i am envisioning
1: right now. The we two. We had some funkadelic nights. <laughs> uh, it was we fun. did. We had we had some good times. And, you know. All right. Monopoly, <laughs> like we said earlier. You know. Uh, we, we,
0: we've definitely wagered hundreds and hundreds of dollars on Madden games so <laughs> oh Madden that is definitely. now happened. let me
1: say one thing before we move on if there's one person in the world you don't want to play in Madden it's producer Nick okay oh, I would believe that yeah producer I saw Nick when we did that
0: zoom episode elite. I saw the headset he has you don't he don't wanna, doesn't mess around no when no, he's no, no 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 you
1: don't challenge producer Nick unless you know what you're getting yourself into. It's a bad idea.
0: Although I will challenge producer Nick in, uh, in Halo any day. So. Okay. Okay. That sounds like. Yeah. Do we yeah.
1: have access to that in the studio? Uh, uh, yeah, we can make that happen. Okay. Yeah, we can make it's that on. happen. Yeah, <laughs> this is odd. <on. laughs> yeah, it's, it's going to go down Ooh. very soon. Yes. Oh, I love how Connor waits until he's not here. I know. Here to
0: him. <laughs> I, I, I specifically want to say that why he's not here because he's going to be freaking out right now at home listening. that <laughs> well, way we play games the best, all the time. Hey, fun.
1: hey, hey! Don't assume he's listening at home. I know. Maybe right. in his car. All right. Can we talk some nuggets or something uh, here? Nuggets.
0: Do we want to talk nuggets or I do? I know we. We we try to stay away from the 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 public uh, you know day to day life. We talk sports here, right? There's a lot of stuff that goes on outside of sports that doesn't really relate to sports. We try not to bring it in, but sometimes those things start to to cross, right? And and what I'm talking about is some of the the shutdowns related to COVID, and I want to touch on that and the impact we see. Do we want to go there? Kind of negative, Woof. or do we want to talk something? Woof, positive? As producer Nick okay. would say, okay, 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 okay. <laughs> Connor, the, you're, you're speaking to me. Let's talk some nuggets, so. All right. okay? Let's talk some Nuggets. I I turn the floor to you. All right. What do you want to talk about? Uh, Let's go. Uh, Okay. I just want to talk a little bit of Nuggets here. I think uh, they kind of found themselves. Uh, I think they won four of the last five now. And currently Um, ranked fifth in the West. Yeah. So you know what? That's the thing is you, you look up. Nuggets have been through a lot this season, obviously, with, with the Porter going out. And obviously, Murray's already out. You
1: lose P.J. Can we just, instead of calling him MPJ for now on, can we just call him the Porter? <laughs> uh, I like that. The, the, po- the Porter's out. You know what? There used to be a beer that I drank in college, and it was called the Holiday Porter. And it was by Sam Adams. And I always used to say, every time I drank it with an accent, I would always say, Give me the holiday porter. You are aware that Sam Adams is brewed in Boston. Wait, right? but then you, you can still say it with <laughs> the
0: accent. I just
1: American. wanted to contribute to the conversation. Okay, okay. I Just wanted to jump in. No, a that's, bit. that's good.
0: But but you know what? With everything that's happening, be
1: like a happened, porter
0: in the car. Uh, you know, we've talked about the bench <laughs> struggle porter. the car. <laughs> Yes, go. <laughs> yeah. I'm losing it today, hey, man. Yeah, you keep uh, it's because I'm you here know? for Nick. Things go off the rails your when I'm your here. holiday porter. The holiday or whatever, porter. Whatever Porte. or. I like Give that. Me the port- fill me up with another porter, <laughs> you know. No oh, goodness. I mean, so port- we got Irish. I, I'm
1: honestly not a big porter fan. Like I'm an IPA. Oh. I'll even have a light beer, but porters are too heavy. <laughs> for yeah, no, like see, porters. that's what you're like wrong. People think they're heavy, but they're not really. Not always, especially a good
0: porter. See, I. I kind of disagree, so but porter I like Jerry, Porter's. Porter's is like one of my favorites up there. It's, wow. But it is heavier. It's, But you know what? IPA is is also a, yeah, a very heavy like a IPA sits in the stomach where it it's go. Porter's, it Porter's could be a little so less hoppy. Yeah. And it's, you know, it's here a there. maltier, little less um, that bitterness. Yeah. To, you know, it's good. I love yeah. it. Getting back to Nuggets. I had a salted oh, yeah. caramel <laughs> Porter okay. over the Ooh, weekend. That, that sounds was, good. Yeah, I'm, really I'm a salted good. caramel fan. Yeah. I wonder if anyone. They nailed
1: it. I wonder if anyone on the Nuggets likes salted caramel. <laughs> i'm trying to be Mike Greenberg. you're trying to uh, get a good segue i'm trying here. to be mike greenberg yeah. I, I, I don't know
0: where that connection comes is there something <laughs> i was supposed to take no no we're okay. just trying to get right to back to the back to the night yeah All okay. right. so with everything that's happened this year you got the bench struggles you got injuries uh you got uh you know Jokic doing superhuman things putting a team mm-hmm. on his back uh and at kind of been a disappointing season obviously right i mean you know just kind of hovering around 500 for a couple of weeks now you look you look though and just like you said you're fifth in the fifth in the in the western conference and and they're still in a good position they're still a playoff team um you know i i i've said this many times before but uh you know Maybe not this year is a cha- this year might not be a championship year, but as long as you got Nikola Jokic playing like he is right now, you you will be a fighting like game. he is right now. Yeah, hey. Yeah. Uh Jokic is and this is not sad of the week either, but Jokic is on track for the best season that has ever been played in basketball. I mean, uh you you look at what he's doing right now. It it is absolutely unreal. So he is averaging and let, let, me, let me pull it up, but he, he's averaging, I'm, I'm going to ballpark it, okay? Uh, he's averaging, uh, call it 27 points a game, okay? Uh, just under 14 rebounds a game and, you know, seven and a half assists a game. So like 27, 14, and seven. There's been nobody, nobody in the history of the NBA that's even averaged 25, 13, and six. He is wow. shattering, shattering what anybody's ever done. You look at uh, PER, player efficiency rating. You look at uh, uh, box score, uh, box plus and minus. Uh, you look at all these different advanced analytics. He is on pace for, to, to beat Wilt Chamberlain for the best season in the history of I the NBA. I feel like as far as centers go, that's the comparison you're looking for. Right. If, if you are beating Wilt Chamberlain in terms of overall uh, production for a year that is something I- incredibly special and i mean you go look at like the top 5 in per right you- you're looking at players like there there's wilts up there you got lebron james is there a couple times michael jordan's there a couple times
1: and jokic is beating all of them in these things do you think the nba or the people who give awards would ever in a million years give a denver nuggets center <laughs> the MVP Back-to-back, two years in a row. I think
0: that they will have to I if think the they've Nuggets crossed somehow finish. Barrier. If the
1: Nuggets somehow finish with a top three seed, which
0: I actually don't expect them to do this year. Yeah. But if the Nuggets do finish, I think he would he would be forcing them. Although, this year, I think the narrative is too good with Steph Curry. Right. So as long right, as he doesn't... Steph, yeah. As long as Steph doesn't get injured or something doesn't happen with the, the Golden State falling down to like six, seven, right. eight seed, right? I think it's going to be uh, pretty much impossible, to your point, no, Tyler, well, to, sure. to, to have
1: Jokic jump him. But can but, you imagine if Steph did go down or something weird happened and it's like they're left with maybe a lot of situation like last I, year? I actually
0: think the barrier
1: was crossed last year. and I, I don't think they'd have any
0: hesitation in giving it to him if there wasn't. I, I agree. I think if they have an opportunity to give it to somebody else and you could argue it, they will. Yeah. Well, so the but only, he's the obvious guy. I the think only player it. that has gotten MVP that's not a top four seed um, in the past, I don't know, thirty years, something like I mean, a long time. I right? might even be the only time ever, to be honest. Someone will have to chat. One of our listeners might want to fact check me on that, but but it's very rare, right? That is the point. It is so so rare when somebody that's not a top four seed gets an MVP, and the only time that that I can remember that it's happened was when Russell Westbrook averaged a triple double. Right. Um and his and they were like the the seven seed or yeah. something like that and so 6 7 seed and and, and then, so he forced them to do it right and and it was a year what's interesting about that is he actually put up better numbers the year after that, and and didn't get even in top four in MVP voting? So
1: it's weird to me how much team success matters. It does in these MVP votings because I think it should be le- And look, I know that it, it, that's how it is in the NFL, right? That's how it is in 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 a lot of sports. Like team success matters, but I feel like it's lazy to go. Okay, let's take top four teams. Who's the best player? It's down to them. It should be more. And if the reason I think that is because Jokic has had more seasons. There have been more nuggets and more, more Avs, you know, who've had these seasons and they don't get the credit. So I just think it should, it's, it, I just hate, I guess, how it always comes down to, all right, who's top two, top three, and then, and then is it, you know, based on that. So what do you guys think of the new fiery
0: version? Uh, of Jokic this year, he's out there getting a little uh, new. Wow, well, new! I mean, <laughs> this is a side of him that I think he's taken beyond. I think he was always kind of
1: viewed, and the narrative always was out there that but, no, you're. But you're right. It's 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 like he's out there this year. Yeah. I mean, he's getting right, guys. Explain, explain he's what you mean with
0: this. He is defending himself in every which way. He is basically saying, "I am a freaking MVP in this league, and you will treat me as such." And I think he is making see, sure. He is see, clear in that I think. Sense. All right. I love Nikola Jokic, clearly. And I don't mean, you know, I'm not trying to say anything against Nikola because he is my favorite player, I think, ever (laughs) in in any sport. I mean, he's right there. I love this guy. Uh, But I think a little bit of this is framing. Sure. And narrative. I'll give you that. So I think he's kind of always had this side to him. But how many times has he been ejected in his career? And then he goes and gets ejected like twice within a month. Oh, ejections. <laughs> Nikola Jok- Jokic and his ejections. I, uh, uh, I, w- I will say this, okay?
1: There we Tadde-Louise, go. of the of the
0: Funny you bring up ejections because Nikola Jokic was just tossed uh, for the seventh time in his career. Okay. Six of those ejections have come at the hands of Tony Brothers. Oh, the official Tony no Brothers, way. six of them. Get out
1: of here! Yep, yep.
0: She's like, we got a personal vendetta here, huh? Yep, and 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 uh, five of them have come since since 2018-19 season. So so it is. Uh, he's got a feud with Tony Brothers. It started, I believe, it started against the Phoenix Suns. I, I, this might have been the second one, but it was definitely the one that sticks out in my mind a while ago. Uh, where Jokic, you guys will probably recall this, it was against the Suns, and Jokic got really mad at Tony Brothers, and he makes like a step towards him, like an aggressive step towards the official and gets tossed for it, right? Because you, you can't do that. You, you, you can't like... That's how they work things out up in Serbia. <laughs> right? right, yeah, there you go. So, uh, no, it, it, there's something with him and Tony Brothers, man. I, you know, it's kind of getting ridiculous, to be honest, man. Seven ejections and six of them coming at the hands of this one guy. And Tony Brothers, mind you has a reputation I was gonna for ask, tossing people. Yeah, is that just with Jokic or is there a lot of other guys that would say the same you thing? You know what, there's probably some other guys that would say the same thing and he's certainly the one. He's one of those ref uh, referees that like loves the spotlight, right? You know there's just like a couple oh, of those guys, right? Yeah. That just they want to get the, the screen for time. Sure. They yeah. want it about them. They want you to know call the everything best way to get the spotlight is to illegally bet on sports games and then fix the games, and then everyone's going to talk about you for a while. <laughs> yes. <laughs> That's the best way as a ref to be known. Yeah, Well, there you go. Or buy a high-power
1: flashlight from Home Depot.
0: No. <laughs> <laughs> That's good too. Yes. Uh, so now, you know what, Jared? I think to a certain extent, this has kind of always been who Jokic is, right? Um, I think now we're just framing it differently. So, so in my back, mind, back in his early career, we he what would happen was he'd get frustrated, he'd think he got fouled, he'd start you know getting really animated, throwing his his hands out wide, yelling at the refs, and and he would make a frustration foul, right? And before he had kind of proved himself in the NBA, people would look at that and say. Man, this guy needs to control his emotions. Like this guy, uh, you know, we can't be having him take frustration fouls. And and actually, that was the narrative with Nikola Jokic early in his career. Now he wins an MVP, deservedly so. Uh, and and I think you're just seeing the narrative shift. I, I don't think you're seeing much of a personality change necessarily. Uh, I think he's he's blossoming more into understanding who he is, the caliber of player he is, and, and what his role is for this team. I think part of this is brought on by the lack of star power around him right now that I think he is understanding he is the superstar on the court, and he is... I think exerting his leadership. I think this is his leadership coming out in the in the way, the passion that he is playing within these games. Well, he certainly certainly wants to win every game. He's very competitive, uh, and you know what? At, at this point in his career, I mean, he's an MVP, and he should be getting treated like. And I mean, he's not. He's not getting the treatment that the LeBron Jameses of the world get, the Steph Curry's of the world get. Right? He's not. He's not getting that treatment. So now. The narrative shift. I'm not saying it's not warranted, right? Um, but I'm just saying the narrative shifts, <laughs> and 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 it is warranted. He should get treated like like the player that he is at this point in his career. Uh, and I think it's a good point you made, Jared, about him kind of coming into his own because I really do see that with Nikola Jokic. I see, I see a guy who, <laughs> who would, quite frankly, rather be with his horses. I mean, you know what I mean? Like that's kind of who he is, right? And he's kind of this guy that like doesn't really want the spotlight. It's not like his... So a weird comparison for me and totally very different people, but like becoming who they are in themselves and they're different guys. Von Miller is a guy that I think was always a leader in his own way. I think he's kind of out there and has a different personality and maybe doesn't like all the same things that a, a typical athlete, a professional athlete would be into. And I think Jokic is kind of the same way. He's just you a little bit it. of a different... You know he, he he marches to a different beat than the rest of the people. I I could see that, and it, you know I think I think part of his his evolution and his maturation uh, it, it's a good comparison. But I think I think part of it is is like I said he didn't want that spotlight, and then when you are as good as he is, the spotlight comes. You know, and I think it took him a year. I think it took him. Uh, I think last year was his first year kind of filling into those shoes. Right. I think the the previous season the 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 bubble, the the bubble season. I think that was kind of when he was still figuring out like, you know, how do I lead this team? I'm not a, ve- I'm not a real vocal leader. And Michael Malone would always say that he, he tries to encourage Nicola that, Hey, you see the floor differently. You know what you were, where you want people to be. You know what you want to happen. You need to start telling these guys, especially our younger players, tell them what you want. Tell them what you see. Right. Um, and I think he's he's really stepping into that. Uh, I think, and man, you know what? I don't I don't want to make up who it was because I can't remember who it was that said this. It might have been MPJ. It was one of the younger guys. It was one of the younger uh, players on the Nuggets. But in an interview this year, they they were like, Nikola Jokic is a quarterback. He he tells us exactly where to be. We just look to the big fella. We just tell him. He just tells us you uh, I want you here. I want you here when I do this, you're going to have to do this and we all listen because he he sees the game differently, right? And that, uh, I just think that's a telling insight into into who this guy is now. Whereas kind of before, he just he would get frustrated. He would expect people like why aren't you cutting now or why aren't you faking that cut and going back out because this guy crashed and and now I think when you kind of listen to the narrative with the team, he's kind of taking more of a role in like Placing his chess pieces around the board, right? And you love to see that because I mean, he he clearly is on a day. He he has you know LeBron James type IQ. Uh, it's it's incredible to watch. Um, but I, I like how you said that because I think he is. He's coming into his zone and he's he's starting to learn. This is what it takes to be that MVP right It's really it's fun to see man. We, it's great. The optimism <laughs> builds for the future I think I love I, I love a line from Nicola that he had in a in a recent press conference. I can't remember what game it was, but uh, really recently somebody asked he made a, a really great uh, no look pass um, to uh, cutting Aaron Gordon and he he made it look like he was gonna pass it to the corner. And it just got the guy in, in the short corner to take one step out towards, towards the three-point line. And he did a no-look pass to a cutting Aaron Gordon who dunked it home, right? And the guy asked him, they go, Nicola, uh, wh- what, did you, what do you see on that? How, what tips you off about where you need to go? Like He asked him for a detail. like What do you see that tips off that play type of thing, right? And Nicola goes, I don't want to tell you that. That, that's what he said. I don't want to tell you that. And he goes, All right, all right. Well, well, you know, the guy goes, Well, can you give me a little bit? Just, I know you don't want to give away these kind of secrets or whatever, but can you tell me a little bit? And he goes, About what allows you to see the floor like that? And he just looks around and goes, Talent.
2: <laughs> <laughs> my eyes
0: i love that the bill belichick on the mic man i love that it's, it's great man yeah. but this guy he does he sees things so differently he is he is one of the best passers if not the best passer in the nba he, he shoots from all three levels oh man can't say enough about this guy and and if the nuggets squander these years and don't even stop it, it run, stop it right oh, now I don't tell, tell you even, what don't even do I it tell you don't what jared it. no nah, it's good it's good stuff man so uh you know, ho- hopefully my gift will come true and the Nuggets get a little health back and uh but you know what, I, I I'm still excited for this year, man. I so am. I'm excited. ESPN every week puts out uh their power rankings, okay? Last week they had the Nuggets at sixteen. This week, Nuggets at eleven. What do you think of that? You think that's an appropriate spot? Yeah, probably. I thought 16 was a little – I was kind of surprised when they were there. Now they've had a good week, and this is where these power rankings week to week get to be nah, little, they're silly, man. A little, little dramatic. Uh, but here's just a quick list of who's ahead of them. So Clippers at 10. You got Grizzlies at 9. Heat 8. Uh, 7 is the Cavaliers. Bulls at 6. Bucks at 5. Jazz at 4. And then as you get up to the top three, you have the Nets at 3. Sons the Warriors them. at 2. Warriors. And then the Suns at 1. A lot of teams in the West there. So that's putting them, I think, uh, uh, on those rankings, I think sixth in, in the the power rankings. Granted, now. remember at the beginning of the year, I was talking to you about how the East might have more wins than the West this year, and you thought I was crazy? I know. I think I'm still on track I, look, with I looked that, at it to me, be honest. I was honest. like, wow. Yeah, I mean, so... The West kind
1: of feels like the right? East right now. Connor, spicy, <laughs> coming through again. Uh, Getting spicy.
0: <laughs> well, so, I mean, uh, you know, the the East does have two just horrendous teams that aren't even like... <laughs> Yes, they don't even belong on a basketball court. But that's but that, that doesn't take away from the conference in themselves. But right? but if you go look, I mean, I, you know, I don't have it in front of me right now, but it, but if you look at like 5 through 13 in the East, I mean, you're all talking about a whole bunch of teams that are hovering around 500 or above, you know what I mean? Whereas you go look at that same bracket in the West, and you have a bunch of teams under 500. So right. the top seven teams in the East are above 500. You got the five seats sitting at 18 and 13 with Miami. Uh, in the Western Conference, you have the Nuggets at the five seat at 15 and 14. Right, right. So you have basically the bottom half of the playoff yeah, bracket is 500. I think what's worse. interesting is is I think the be, the very best teams in the NBA are in the like the top two teams three teams. You know I'm going to include the Jazz in there. I think the Suns, the Warriors, and the Jazz are three of the best four teams in basketball right now, right? And then I think the two worst teams are in the East, right? The uh, uh, the Pistons and uh, who else is down there? The... Do you have it up right now? Uh, Orlando. Orlando, right? The Pistons and Orlando, those are like the two worst teams in basketball right now. So it's kind of funny, right? You see on the East, yeah, you do have these two teams that are just way below everybody else. And, and in the West, you have the the Suns and the and the Golden State Warriors that are kind of above everybody else. But then you go look at this massive middle, and I think the East is actually a little bit deeper and more powerful. And ESPN right would agree with you. They have the Magic at 29 and the Pistons at 30. Oh, yeah, in their they are. Rankings. they <laughs> are bad right now. Hey, this is a, a PSA. PSA. The, the Nuggets go get Terrence Ross. That's that's oh. my. That's what Look I want. Look at this guy. Hot I want take
1: right? after <laughs> hot take, man. I want
0: it, man. I, it I like. I like. I like a Terrence Ross. I, I'd be curious to see if the Nuggets actually do anything at the trade deadline. It, it or will like be that. curious. And wh- and h- where is the trade trade deadline for the NBA? I I think we have a ways out. I want to say it's like February ish. But I don't really. Well, know. Let's go with February ish. I like February ish. <laughs> we got producer Tyler. February tenth. Look at this. Oh, February ish. We got it. Perfect. If there is one day, three p.m. Eastern, which is one p.m. Mountain Time, if there's one day there in February go. that you would describe as February ish, it'd be the tenth. Now February. That is right there. That's it. Now uh, let me let me put on my uh, tinfoil conspiracy. Uh oh! For, for once, it's Connor. I know that's normally Jared. Jared is normally Mr. Conspiracy in the residency here. Nope. We don't even have it. No conspiracy music. All right. Hey, I'll do it without the music. See what happens when we bring a sub in. He's not prepared (laughs) for our conspiracies. I'm going to put on the tinfoil hat. All right. Now, the Nuggets. Oh, there there it it is. is. (laughs) That's why he's a pro, folks. All right. The Nuggets just signed. Well, not the Nuggets. The Nuggets G League affiliate just signed Mario Chalmers. Ooh. This is an early attempt to lure LeBron James to the Denver Nuggets. Oh. That's his boy from back with the Who Heat. He was his boy from the Heat and I think the Cavs too. Okay. We'll would you guys be happy Cavs? if we got wait, LeBron? Wait, wait,
1: wait. I know some Nuggets fans that wait, would not be happy if we you got You just LeBron.
0: started going down that path and I didn't stop you, but like, what? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs>
1: he just insinuated LeBron James coming in. In any way in. does oh, that, that is, work with anyone's That is the contracts? hottest take he's had all the show. <laughs> I think we've pushed you too far, Kyle. No, yeah, he's <laughs> he's reaching.
0: <laughs> I asked for heat, he's reached man. His limit. And, hey, this is why I put my uh, tinfoil cap on because yeah. it is an outrageous conspiracy. But but I mean, what would the Nuggets even have to do? I mean, they'd have well, to well because if they brought a, if they brought Mario Chalmers, right? Then hey, LeBron, your buddy Mario Chalmers is here. Come play with him and Nikola Jokic, by the way. At a what? League minimum? Is this what we're bringing LeBron in at? <laughs> no, no, we, we, uh, we trade MP Bay, the Porter, or something. Okay. With Weird a, question. Would you make that trade? Oh, at absolutely. Time? But they would never do LeBron's that. LeBron's 36, 37 I don't care. He you is, put LeBron James with Nikola Jokic. Nope. Oh, they're going to win a championship. I just want a Nuggets <laughs>
1: jersey with. LeBron, that would be awesome. That's, yeah, that's for the James you know man. you can just yeah. like customize it. Put whatever no, it's on the no, it's no, not the same. same. No, it's not the same. get no. out of
0: here, Jared. No. no, okay, there's my weird conspiracy. Okay. I love of, the, it. Okay. of the day. Okay, well, I'm gonna like bring things back to reality and probably too much reality. I-, I feel like we need to at least bring up and discuss what's happening with COVID in sports because uh, woof, we're hitting a point Whoa. in time, guys. <laughs> I, okay, so I want to go on a little personal journey and rant here. I work from home. I don't leave my house very often. This is about as out as I get. I avoid the news at all costs because it's depressing and I don't like it. Uh, Sports is my news. And so when stuff going on in real world crosses into sports, it suddenly becomes in a weird way, like very real for me. And I look back to the spring of 2020 when basketball canceled games and it was like, Oh shit, this is real. Like that's when it hit me that like COVID is a real thing that is going to like change the, the I mean, these are games that people make millions of dollars in every game in revenue that they're like, "Nah, shut that shit down." You know? So it really got weird. Now, this week I bring this back up because this week both the NBA and NHL have postponed games. They haven't officially canceled them. They've postponed games. The NFL is reworking schedules around because of their COVID issues. I mean, I'm panicking now. Are we going towards bubble status 2.0? We might be. In 2022. Adam Silver, if you'll believe what he says. Uh, I call him
1: Adam Bronze, but yeah. <laughs> Ha,
0: has uh, has hasn't ad- earned that silver. Has yet. come out and said that there's no plans to do any sort of bubble for the playoffs and he doesn't anticipate I does I want to go anticipate. find the quote that Adam Silver had a week before the NBA right, shut exactly. down last time. Yeah, there's always I bet you be it was something that. similar. Yeah. Probably. Probably. That's why I said, if you'll believe. Everyone
1: I, it, says anything when they think it's the right time to say no, it. I did not have just, sexual relations with that woman. Yes. Okay. Yes.
0: Fantastic. <laughs> uh, <laughs> nobody believes that um <laughs> let, let me just. Can, can I bring this? what uh, Can I bring this? connected to a Broncos okay, thing? Here? We're
1: oh my dots. God! Are we doing this again? Yes. I am a little bit. No, no, no. This isn't conspiracy. Oh, okay,
0: okay, okay. This isn't. This is a. This is more of a rant. This. Oh. Isn't, uh, I am oh. upset. I'm. I'm hot right now. All right. Obviously, we've heard your takes. So today. apparently, <laughs> yeah, it's spicy today. We're coming at it. uh so apparently, when the rest of the NFL has COVID issues. The NFL says, "Okay, we will move the game." No, you hear me out, Jared. All, but when the Broncos have COVID issues (laughs) and have zero quarterbacks on the Uh, roster, zero. Do you know why, Connor? The NFL says. You know what? Screw it. Go play with Do Kendall you know Hinton. why? Who was what? O for 9? The Broncos played the only NFL game in history. He's in the Hall of Fame. The only NFL game in history without a quarterback on the roster. <laughs> and 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 then now, they're like, oh yeah, it's no. all good, bro. Do you know why, Connor? Antonio Brown could commit a felony and give a fake vaccination card, and they're just like, okay, three games, whatever. <laughs> no, you know why, Connor? Because the Broncos openly broke protocol. They broke. Had guys in there unvaccinated without mask. Oh, that you, was oh, a rule. Oh, and you don't think there's any examples of broken I'm protocols? I'm going to go ahead and assume the there's no evidence of it, mm-hmm. or they would have Do kept that. Do you know that, or are you, you guessing? That? I am guessing at okay. this point in time, and that, trust me, at the NFL, the NFL has been known. To flip flop on policies, to be very inconsistent in how they enforce it. So it would not shock me to find out that they realized how much revenue was lost in doing that and went, don't do that again. Let's make sure we keep making our dollars. Like, that wouldn't totally surprise me, but I. Get so frustrated when I hear all these Broncos fans say, "Well, how come we didn't do it? Because you didn't follow the rules. There were simple <laughs> rules in place. You blatantly ignored them. You allowed your quarterbacks to all be in a scenario that where they're compromised. You got what you deserved." <laughs> Now I'm losing my voice. You see what there you're thinking, Connor?
1: You know what, Jared? Yeah, I mean, the audience
0: loves it. Some of us out here that bleed orange and blue don't give a crap about your broken policies, <laughs> okay? Can can I, I just, is fair fair. I tell and, you that? And again, I will say they have Connor, been... Connor, they, they other have half been the specifically vague. <laughs> They've been specifically vague about what happened with all these teams. What I don't understand, okay? And again, I want to be really, really careful. I'm going to tread lightly here because I am... I'm not an anti-vax person. I I'm not going to start going out here and saying this is right, that's right, whatever. You believe what you want to believe out there, okay? But all the scientists are out there saying that the the whole idea, right? You wear your masks, you know. You get vaccinated. You do all these things, and it prevents the spread of it. How are we having these crazy outbursts of spread? You're telling me that's not because of some policies and, and and protocols being violent of course it is it's whether or not there's evidence of that actually happening where the Broncos were literally on camera doing things I think they're there's not so much to.
1: nuance in this topic that it's so hard to even have a conversation that doesn't take hours without professionals about this that it's I mean I'm not trying to divert or really change the topic or anything like that but for us to get down that road it's like I don't know if we should be it is, and it's a, it's a dangerous slippery because you're making assumptions there, saying if they were to follow these protocols, then they wouldn't be getting the situation. And I think it's more complex than that. Again, look at society, right? The numbers are. Blasting over the like, I just heard the new Omicron, whatever it's called variant. Like, is the more dominant one Omicron. now? Who comes in, up with these? It names? sounds like the I last know, level boss
0: in a video it's game. It's so ridiculous. So does that
1: mean we're on the last level?
0: Is that? I don't yeah, know. It feels like the last. God, level. God, I hope it's the last it, level. Yes. But the problem is, is the
1: last level takes you like several different times before you and beat that. Humans last boss. aren't very good at what we're doing. So hopefully, it, it we're a bad player, and especially a humans lot of times. in
0: 2021, can, 2022. Can I just? Can I just? Add throw this out
1: there just throw it who is
0: is more silly than freaking Antonio Brown yeah. the dude okay so listen I'm not going to get into whether or not you you have your belief that you don't want to get a vaccine or you do want to get it like I'm not going to get into any of that right now okay uh but how silly are you? I mean how just how ridiculous are you to fake a vaccination card and then and then proceed to go get vaccinated
1: like like uh, you, 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 <laughs> you, 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 <laughs> Does that make any sense to funny. anybody? I didn't. You know what that's that that like was doing. That's it. like getting a fake ID two days before you turn 21. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah, exactly. And then going to get busted. You know, know what exactly. happened? Yeah. No,
0: you know what happened to Antonio Brown this offseason. He had a trip he wanted to take outside of the country, and a lot of countries required that. You know, and in, in coming in and coming out, uh, and he needed to take that trip. Plus, he had, a, he had a
1: short timeline. Uh, he didn't have enough time to get those and doses is it funny? in his. Chef was the one that gave it away. And you know why I believe that? Is because friend of a friend was the chef of uh why can't I think of the star of the Clippers? Uh Connor. Uh Kawhi. Kawhi Leonard? Kawhi Leonard. Is that your He was about? the chef of Kawhi Leonard for like a year and a half. Ooh. And ended up either quitting or getting fired. I think he quit because Kawhi would apparently like order something, like I don't know, like I want steak and potatoes. And he'd make and potatoes, and Kawhi would refuse to eat it because like he made it with like a specific butter or like something that Kawhi didn't like. And he's like, dude, Kawhi never told me what he wanted, but he would always get mad at what I made. And he was like a five-star chef. He was a good chef. And and Kawhi would apparently like not be communicative at all and not be like, hey, man, I want this. Kawhi would just be super like, yeah, man, give me this, and I want this, and would always just get pissed. Well, he was a, a fun guy. Could
0: you imagine, yeah. though, being the <laughs> chef for Antonio Brown? What do you think you like... I feel like you're getting some weird but, but orders. I I'm sure from you're getting Brown. some very
1: weird stuff. My point is, you're in there with them. You see everything. Is the right. chef? It's very strange, like position to have. But Antonio Brown, plus, and, and I hate to make light of this, but I think Antonio Brown is kind of he he used to be when he came out of Central Michigan. You know, he was this real different, humble person. And not to say people don't change, but there's been made there's been a lot of people, and there's articles, plenty of articles about this uh, that. He's taken some huge hits, specifically the the Vontaze Burfict hit that everyone made a big deal about, and the NFL changed the rules about the Hamilton helmet. And uh, against
0: against Cincinnati, yeah, against yeah.
1: Cincinnati, and I I mean, I Thanks, think we by the be, way
0: uh, Vontaze Perfect for potentially skyrocketing the Broncos to the Super Bowl. Yeah, but I think that, that he wasn't able to play in that playoff game against the Broncos as a result of that hit. Oh, there you go.
1: <laughs> I, I think no. That that's that's Antonio that's Brown may be suffering from like CTE. Okay, I want to be careful. That's that. not I want to be careful. But, with yeah, that, I hope know. it's obviously not. And look, uh, the only reason I would bring that up is because I've read so many articles from what seems like credible sources saying, "Look at what CTE does. Look at Antonio Brown's past. Look at his what we know. All you can look at is is data points, right? What do we know has happened to him?" what can we look at in terms of interviews before and I don't want to make too much about this on the show but that's what I kind of I
0: want like. to be careful with that though because that seems to be becoming a common narrative when former or current NFL players do things that they are trying people are trying to justify why would he do this what is in his head well this is probably it and the unfortunate thing is is you can't test at this point in time they don't have a test to determine if you have cte until you're di- dead mm-hmm. until you've died and they can test your brain yeah then they they know and so i think it's i think it's a, a something we, we want to be careful on that too many people are just assuming oh well that's probably you know that could be contributing and, and maybe it is and, and and i would attribute it and this is kind of a weird comparison but to somebody with ptsd that you know, nobody can know what's really going on in their head, what, what where they're at, but their actions and what they do because of what's going on in their head, I think it, is where, I think that's what people need to be held to is is the actions that you take, and and if you you know, there's a lot of people out there with a lot of mental illnesses and struggles that they have, and I and I I, I just think to to just say, oh well, CTE could be a part of that. Well, I think that's something that if you're not right mentally in the head then then things need to be addressed on that side of it with with seeking out mental health no i think so too for absolutely sure. no you know and, uh hey you you did tell us that we were getting serious here so it did it uh, got real can serious I, can i just bring this a little can i just can i throw something out there now that we're talking about the covid and everything all right uh the, the rona okay so hmm. in the nhl i'm gonna throw this out to you guys okay? okay in the nhl okay what is the especially as a colorado fan it's a hint what is the dirtiest play you can ever remember in your entire like sports life? Uh, I, I remember the hit. I don't remember the guy's name. Bertier. Bertier. Nope. Nope, but close. Tyler, do you no, remember what Bertier. I'm talking about here? What is the dirtiest hit... Play that you have ever seen. It, it has to be right up there within in hockey the dirtiest thing you've ever
1: seen in the NHL. I I don't remember exactly the player talking about, but I remember it's the, the
0: sucker punch I, from behind. Yep. Right? That's yeah, what we're talking about. That, Steve yeah. Moore yeah. Uh, was was career was ended. Essentially. Yeah, what was the guy's name? Todd Bertuzzi. 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 Yes, I was close. I was yes. thinking Gary the, Bertier. The like NHL from, uh, from uh, remember yes. the Titans. You, you, yeah, there it is. <laughs> uh, it's Todd Bertuzzi. Okay, uh, the NHL right now has one player who is unvaccinated shocker care to guess who it is are you kidding me first of all this guy's still in the league <laughs> Todd Bertuzzi that was a long time ago he's the only unvaccinated player according that's what the NHL oh, was saying of so course. I don't know. there we go wow the fact that that guy's even, just uh, the fact that I saw his name when they yeah. said that I'm like oh man that is uh mm-hmm. yeah the fact that he's still playing I mean he should have to pay yeah. you know he should have to pay some kind of serious money over and over. You know, whatever. I digress. Okay. We need to talk about something else before the end of the show. We can't end the show like that. I don't. I don't think we can end the show like that. Can we? No. Okay. I got one last little topic that we'll hit, and I will. I actually wanted to save it for when producer Nick was here, but uh, you know, we we got to hit it here. So Steph Curry becomes the NBA's yeah, all-time leading three-pointer. Three, pointer? three point, three point uh, shooter? shooter. How about shooter? that? Okay. Three pointer. <laughs> three pointer? He becomes pointer? the NBA's all time three pointer. Um,
1: and, and that's He's impressive. Tom in Brady of becomes itself. the all time touchdowner? <laughs> three pointer erring. <laughs> uh, I knew we, could, we needed a laugh right. at the end of
0: this. We need to, so uh, that's impressive in and of, in of itself. But what's even more impressive is. It took him 789 games to get to 2,977 three-pointers made, by the way. Wait, Uh, can you say that again? 2,977 three-pointers made. No, how many games, though? 789 games. Okay, there we go. Ray Ray Allen, Allen, who who, was the record holder, took him 1,300 games. We're talking nearly half. I mean, we're talking like 60% of the games that it took – him to get that accomplished at what point or maybe it already should be happening should Steph Curry be in the goat conversation you know I'm gonna take a I'm gonna take a uh, leaf from the producer Nick's uh, playbook here Nick likes to frame this discussion around he doesn't like talking about a goat discussion he likes talking he doesn't like that he likes the Mount Rushmore that's that's Nick's okay. Nick's thinking Does on it. Does he belong on right? I, I kind of I kind of agree with Nick. I kind of like the Mount Rushmore What's that when you're 5 talking. five pieces? right because it's really hard I mean when you're talking about the goat right like is Wilt Chamberlain the goat because he dominated more than anybody dominated right but he also did it in an era that wasn't
1: necessarily so like for every four years for the presidential election does Nick say no I'm I'm voting for four I don't care I'm voting for four (laughs) pick which (laughs) one ever we'll we'll have to ask him that not a terrible
0: idea (laughs) Uh, you know what I think I'm gonna go with just in general semantics aside I'm gonna go in general yes he belongs in the conversation I don't think anybody's gonna put Steph Curry as the the goat I, I don't Where where would you say, as compared to LeBron James, is is LeBron Mm. James just head and shoulders distinctly in that conversation ahead of? He is, he is, is, but he is why? uh, Because his dominance was just more profound. His 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 overall impact on winning. I would argue that LeBron James is as dominant as he was because of the physical stature that God gifted him with. Right, sure, sure. Yeah, and, that's and, fine. and don't get me wrong, I mean, he's a very talented player. Chamberlain but was a foot taller than everyone else he was playing The, the against, reason so. I think that Steph Curry, by and large, is right there with him. I mean, I think he, in my mind, is maybe a hair behind LeBron James, but right in the same conversation is he revolutionized the way that the NBA is played right now. Yeah, I think absolutely. he was the leader in taking what was an inside game where everyone wanted to dunk and that was everything that the NBA was and about. A, there was a lot of and mid-range when the, when the sure, Spurs sure. were tearing up the league. And, it was a lot and of I mid-range. remember when Steph Curry was coming into his own and all the experts out there said, you can't win like this. You just can't win when everyone's just standing around the three-point line shooting. And now teams are built off of this concept, and so I think what he brought to this game, the way he has changed the NBA, the way he, a guy that is of lesser stature, I think he's only six two, something like that. He's I mean, not a big guy. He not is is not physically dominant, which is also, by the way, part of the argument. Not letter, a defender well we no I mean I mean he has a little bit of perimeter defense he's he's you know but he's not the worst on ball defender right. I've ever seen sure but, but he' he's certainly not uh you, you don't look at him like for instance when you see a Michael Jordan that's a, just an excellent two-way player yes. or or a LeBron James who's an excellent two-way player you know you do okay. and I will give you that because you're right he does not belong in the same category as those guys defensively mm-hmm. but you know what I think I think Steph belongs in the conversation in the same way that uh you know, a Kareem Abdul-Jabbar belongs in the conversation, okay. you know, uh, maybe even like a Magic Johnson belongs in the conversation. Somebody that came along and did something a little bit differently than everybody else did. And, and because of that kind of made it a lasting impression that will never leave the game of basketball. So, so yes, I agree with you. He belongs in that conversation because of what you just said, because of what he did to the game. I would be so curious to see, three points per game before Steph Curry came into the league and then five years after Steph Curry was... I would be so curious to see that.
1: It all depends on how you define this whole conversation because if you look at impact on the game, that's one thing. If you talk about impact on team, that's another. If you talk about impact in terms of championships, but the issue with these conversations is we all look at these basketball players on the same level when we shouldn't because Shaq at his prime... Wasn't even thinking about the same things as I'll even keep it same same era as Steve Nash in his prime. So playing these different positions, that's like saying who's the best football player of all time? Well, are we going to talk best offensive tackle or best safety or best quarterback? Because right, would, no, would I agree? So, I, that's so why I so kind of think to, to be kind of, of it's hard to talk about goats. Right, right, but when, you know, but, but if you ask me, when you do. Mold, all of those things together. And you talk about complete impact. I don't know how you can talk about the history of basketball or the greatness of basketball, and not mention Steph Curry. And that's kind of how I always kind of define the the Hall of Fame. is. And I know that Steph is way past that. But it's the same conversation that I think everyone listening can kind of do themselves, a little exercise, whatever. If it's football, basketball, baseball, hockey, whatever, ask yourself, can we tell the story of this game without including this player? And if you can, the answer is often, maybe they don't belong in the Hall of Fame. Okay, if you if you can't tell the story of baseball without including Barry Bonds, I hate to get all on a thing here, then he should be in the Hall of Fame, in my opinion, okay? Yeah, I agree. So it's all about, in my opinion, with these whole Mount Rushmores or awards, can you... Tell the story of the game without including these players. So to me, that's kind of what it comes down to. Yeah, I think I think he's right there,
0: and I think I think it's more apt to to say something what much more specific, right? Like Steph Curry is one of, if not the greatest, if not the greatest shooter of all time. I think we, I think at this point, that's what he is yeah. now overtaking. Right, I think that and, you comfortable he is the and he actually com- even you, you commented on that, where he said he never liked to ever. Say that if somebody asks, "Do you think you're the best shooter?" He said, "I until I passed Ray Allen, I didn't think I could ever actually say that. Now right. I think I can say I'm the best three shoot three point shooter of all time, the best shooter of all time." Yeah, you know, and, and I think Reggie you could, Miller you could would say probably that. argue. <laughs> all yeah, right, Reggie. I love so I, I love yeah. when when I'm I love along your lines over there, Tyler. When you're that's a great point. Like, can you? Uh, that's a good way to frame it. Can you can you talk about the history of the game without including them? One thing I kind of like when you're just talking about like elite great players, right? Something I really like to look at is did they do something that like kind of hadn't been done before? Like, like in terms of like, like, did they have in terms of basketball, right? Did I feel like all the greats kind of have a signature, uh, a skill set about them that's very that wasn't uh, I, that's kind of unheard of a very so. particular set of skills it yeah, hasn't so, been done before huh? right so so you look at Steph Curry obviously with the shooting right you look at someone like Kareem Abdul-Jabbar had that sky hook that was that was just on a different level than everyone else Magic Johnson uh, had a lot of size and but he played point guard versatility right? he yeah. had versatility he could play one through five and he was kind of one of the wasn't early wasn't there a to- championship series where he played in all five yeah, positions yeah there you like, go uh huh um I think might have been against the Celtics. I I could be wrong on that, but didn't they always play against the Celtics? In the <laughs> I, yeah, I guess if you just threw out Celtics any time. Uh, but you know, I mean, uh, Larry Bird had uh, didn't have elite athleticism, but was able to manipulate things and shoot well enough and pass well enough and everything to where to where he was an elite player without his athleticism. You kind of look at these different players, LeBron, right? Like you just put it, just. Absurd physical specimen and really high basketball IQ. But you look at LeBron, that's his thing, right? Like all these greats. They impact the game in in their greatness, right? It's hard to measure and quantify, but they all have their like uh, their signature move or like their their thing that they impacted the game. And so I don't know. I, I like talking about things more like best shooter of all time or like you know maybe most versatile of all time or maybe the best defender or like things like this, right? Maybe with Michael Jordan, you could talk about his his competitive fire might not have been matched by almost anybody, right? Um, You know, just these things. I I hate talking about the GOAT. I actually agree. I'm going to give producer Nick a bone here. He is correct when he talks about the GOAT. Can I put one
1: category we can all agree on, greatest of all time for basketball? Best shoe salesman of all time. MJ? MJ. Of course. I mean, come on. So we can all agree on that.
0: And MJ, you can't... When you're talking about the history of the game and how yeah. he changed, I mean, he absolutely changed how
1: players are marketed
0: Commercialized and endorsed. the yeah. game. Yeah, completely revolutionized it, right? So I think Steph Curry and you absolutely belongs
1: in this conversation. He was part of bringing the game to the outside a little bit, too. He wasn't a, a strong three point Well, he was strong. But he didn't shoot a lot of three pointers, but MJ helped kind of bring the game out a little bit, too. Yeah, you yeah. know, I mean, shoot he was. The still, the no, at
0: that time, yeah, that was a, a lot of big guys down in the post playing in the. Yeah, yeah I mean, MJ, I. I I could be wrong on this, but I'm pretty sure he was a low thirty percent three point shooter in his career, which is not good I'm by not today's sure, standards. But still, he didn't it, uh, low he, sample he was, size. He didn't shoot a lot of
1: them. You know what? I he think,
0: shot enough of them to have a sample size. Yeah, if he was shooting great,
1: five and a half a game like he would now. But it's granted, different.
0: okay. But granted, here's the thing: is right. What you never know what MJ would have done if he practiced three pointers all the time. Right. right? Exactly. I mean, I mean. So Steph Curry takes. I read that he takes uh, two thousand, at least two thousand shots per week. He takes two hundred fifty per day and a hundred.
1: Before every game, does he count them? He suppose he counts them, or does he hire someone to be ex- over, over, under? Which is the which is the highest? I'm posing this to Jared. Steph Curry shots made in a week, okay, or Connor <laughs> calories consumed in a week from In and Out Burger. Okay, okay. Are we Connor? Can I ask a
0: Can I ask a question of the contestant here? <laughs> Are we on or off the diet right now? Oh, we're still it. We're still remote. Okay, I'm taking oh, steps. I'm taking steps. Go step 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 I mean, step he's on his diet. Inside then. information, yeah. man. If we're only cutting down to three you, times hey, a week at w- In N Out, we're more, on a, a, we're more on a maintaining phase, <laughs> right? Like instead that. of an adding phase. But, or but, but in your prime, how much were you In and Outing a week? Oh, an In N Out, not that much because it's too far away to drive. Plus the hour and a half wait. I would say when In N Out came here, you know, for maybe the first two months or whatever mm-hmm. it was maybe like a, a once every seven ten days
1: you know i still drive by in and out up there on county line the line on, every single time I, I live right by the one on wadsworth in uh, like Sixth avenue what is, is wrong Sixth. with people they have to navigate traffic they have cops out on wadsworth directing traffic you know the thing that gets me the thing that i can't wrap my mind around is that the last car in that line drove up, saw the line, and decided, made the decision, yeah, this is good with me. I'm going to wait 35 Connor.
0: minutes for a burger. Yeah, I was the one that waited three hours <laughs> oh. on opening day. So oh
1: They're not even God. that good. Uh, so on, hey, an, on another podcast, we, I know we're wrapping stuff up soon, but on another podcast we do, I did my rant of things I don't understand. And I'll throw a couple out there for you guys quickly. J- j- I'll throw two out there. I had a okay. bunch. I'll throw okay. two out there. One is people who need the recliner option in airplanes. Do either of you get that? Are either of you one of those people? Because if you are, what do you mean? I you want- need the reg- don't all airplanes have the recliner chair option? I'm talking to the people who
0: use them. Oh yeah, I pretty much need it. Yeah. Okay, Connor. So I'm talking to you. Yeah. You know what I want to be done? I mean, but it's not the end I of the world if it doesn't be- Like, I had one the other, just for the example, uh, on my last flight, actually. Mine didn't work.
1: That's not my concern. No, no. My concern is not that it won't work. No, my but- concern is that it's no. rude so, to the person behind you. Well, so I'll, I'll it, it interrupts this way. the person behind you's trip. It messes that. Here's okay, my, my, my uh, point. I- my point is, let me, my point is that it messes up the person behind you much more on a level. If you're grading it much more, then you get better sleep. No, I don't know really no, no, But here's here's
0: what I have to disagree with you because no, I do yeah. agree that it is rude. I hate when the person in front of me is leaning back into my lap. But I think you're directing your anger towards the wrong group of individuals. If you put the button there, I'm going to use it. No, it's the no.
1: airline. And you know what? The you're, you're, you're actually right. This I'm altogether. mad at the airlines, but, 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 all, but, but I think the person who uses the recline feature is the same person who doesn't park well in parking lots. They don't... Re- it's okay. all about them, now, right? Now, can I, as long as they're comfortable, that's, what, that's really what matters at the end of the day. And that's what drives me crazy. It's you know, like, so, okay... Le- this guy in front of me. First thing, thirty seconds into the thing, he's
0: jamming his seat back.
1: He's got to get reclined, and I want there to do as a... soon as that light clicks off. And he's just. I don't back. think myth. <laughs> I don't think MythBusters is a show anymore. But I would love. I would love for MythBusters to do a a a, a show on. Do you get any even two percent more sleep from reclining from this to this from going back probably? three degrees maybe even like like lower than that maybe like one and a half degrees do you really get better sleep or are you just pissing everyone else off because you have to be more comfortable with your recliner okay. option. all right now let me push back on okay. this a little bit Push okay. back. i never found
0: it that i never even used it until i became overweight okay? okay now here's the thing is when i am sitting straight up and down all right and i'm a little better now i'm a little better now But I had reached a point in in my... I wasn't one of those people that, like... So, honestly, there's a whole different conversation. Like, if you are, like, really, really overweight, like, big-time overweight, you might need to consider, like, asking for two spots or get the special seat that has no one next to you. Okay, so, Fuddy quick side antidote uh there actually is like the large person price where they they discount the two seats, the two okay. seats? Okay. okay discount okay. The so two fair seats. enough okay so, so, I've never, okay, so <laughs> that's I'm, a real thing so i've never been big enough to warrant that exactly you know i'm, I'm not you, i mean you can attest to i that. I'm I'm a, believe I'm big looking guy. at you now that you would fit in an airline yeah seat. i would fit in an airline seat but i'm but i'm still uh six foot three uh 240 pounds right? I'm a big guy. I'm long and I'm big (laughs) picture. a linebacker. So, so let me just tell you when I'm sitting straight up and down. Okay. I take more horizontal space. It happens. Um, because because my belly collapses. No. You got to flex that out, core, Connor. Connor. I come out this way. And, and and not only that, but when I'm leaning back a little bit, I can put my arms in front of me so I'm not hogging the person okay. next to me. So I, I understand understand so behind Connor, me yeah. might have, you just said yourself, it's three inches, and, right?
1: And, and no, no, it's like, it's like, you, I ballpark three degrees actually. Three degrees. Yeah, yeah, yeah which is go.
0: probably like an inch. Okay, so yeah, probably like an inch, right? So, so what's more inconsiderate? That I'm taking up more horizontal space to the person next to me, or, or 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 you know what, my legs are long enough that they go straight up under and but all the still, way through. But still, it
1: depends then on your size. And for you personally, you're looking great lately, man. You're looking. You, yeah. you can easily. I think you're over, not uh, worry the person next to you. And and it's it's again, it's all about ratio, risk, reward. Let's compare things, right? The comparison of the person next to you for you compared to behind you is not close. You would much rather or, or the person behind you is much more annoyed than the person next to you based on your body type okay can i also say this much okay yes.
0: i personally i'm a 6-3 as i just said i'm obviously in the 90 like 8th percentile of height for people so i am the people that like you would be saying in theory needs more of that room uh from the person in front of me right right, right. I personally, at six foot three, have never once been bothered by the person in front of me using their recliner. It never interfered with mm, my space once. Wow. Okay. So, you go. know, so, my biggest pet peeve on an airplane? What's that? Okay. And this is more specific to Southwest. Okay. Because they don't have assigned seats. But it's a couple. That goes in there, and they sit
1: aisle and window, Ooh, and yeah. jam someone in yeah. between them. I'm like, that's "What, are you, what are you doing? What are you doing?" That says a lot that's about good. people. That's those good. are those are the people not parking correctly. <laughs> no, that's the guy diagonal in in two spaces, so that he <laughs> yeah, makes exactly. sure. So he makes sure his car exactly. has all exactly. the room. All right, all right. Let's get to your
0: second thing. Let's my get my, my, my
1: second thing, and actually, I have two good ones, so I'm going to just squeeze two in quickly. My next thing is is again things I don't get. Things in life I just don't get. The next one is real Christmas trees why anyone would put a real tree in their home now the idea sounds great like it sounds like a fantastic idea my dad for years used to get real christmas trees so i've experienced this you had one in college we had one in college. And we lit it on fire, and, and it did. almost caused a really big issue. So here's oh. the thing. It <laughs> sounded like a here's great idea. Here's the thing with real Christmas trees. It sounds, again, like a great idea. Let's go get a Christmas tree, put it in the What you don't realize is that first, within probably 15, 20 minutes, your whole house smells like a forest. That's good. So, That's so not of... a bad thing. Yeah. Well, it's not uh-huh. bad. It's kind of kitschy for, like, the first day and a half. And they are like, oh, my God, can we stop camping? Okay. <laughs> Second thing is within, again, probably 12 hours, the bristles start falling off and you've got those needles everywhere. Third, it's sappy. So you're getting sticky sap everywhere. And fourth is even if you give it a bunch of water, that tree starts dying within a week. It's cut off. It's exactly. no longer so in the ground. This whole <laughs> da- idea of the real tree—I don't get these people and families who have to go out get it. And I especially don't get the Clark Griswolds who have to go cut down no. their own tree. <laughs> Which okay, so I was I was
0: out in the uh, Winter Park area recently. That's apparently like a license you get, like because they only allow so many trees to be cut down. That's like you That's have to like apply for. License. Yeah, it's, and it's, there's only so many people that get to do that every year. I but, don't understand. And it. so you're coming back down through Birth and Pass. And I was all hoping. These it's Idiots a major fire hazard. Major I was hoping fire one hazard. of you two would be a real tree guy okay, to try and so talk me. Okay, so here's my thing. I love real trees. I grew up with a real tree. I always
1: had it. I'm just too cheap. I'm not buying that <laughs> every right. year. I buy the one fake tree. And that lasts me for like but a hey, good ten you, years. You guys have seen my my living room. I got a nice seven and a half conifer fur. Looks beautiful. It's got the double branches. Oh, it's it's amazing. It's all you need. You don't okay. need to Important go. Important question the- though. yes
0: Do you get the the tree with
1: the lights already in it, or do of you course. string lights? No, in I'm not a str- yeah. I'm not a self stringer. Yeah, it's too. Mine to change colors. I have, and I tried. I used yeah. to be a self stringer, and I've dealt with so many headaches. And you wouldn't think a row of lights would be so difficult but man one of those it things is. goes out and then they all, uh, and then, sometimes
0: the, the newer ones they actually don't run off that anymore so you don't have on. to I'm worry sure about because that
1: that's been a headache for decades yeah okay yeah
0: uh and uh no i i agree with you on this okay and, okay. and i will
1: just say real quickly
0: yeah uh I do remember the fire that was <laughs> <laughs> the fire. Uh, we we put it in in Tyler's backyard and we're like, you know, we're dumb college kids like, "Hey, this is a good idea. Let's light this tree on fire. We're done using it and it's all dry now. It'll probably burn, right?" We put the flame to it. It immediately just burst <laughs> into this, like, 10-foot wall of flame, and there's power lines yeah, right. running oh, over. Both, so right, right, over right the above, power lines. like, we put it right under these power this lines. Is in the backyard? Yes. Yeah. Yeah. And so there is these a 10-foot wall of flames that was out of control <laughs> going into the power lines, and it was an absolute disaster. Yeah, Luckily, yeah, nothing not crazy it. happened, exactly. but that was... Ab- I am with you on this. Yes. No need for regular Christmas trees. You don't need trees. to put a Get real okay. tree in your home. So, on the range of Grinch to Clark Griswold, where mm-hmm. do you find yourselves in the Christmas spirit?
1: Right away. Uh, the spirit. Spirit decorations, Dude, I'm all of it, man. I'm all the yeah. way in. I'm you're, all, you're I'm all committed. in for Christmas. Now, I love Christmas. now,
0: Tyler, you live in a townhouse, yes. And correct me if I'm wrong, but I don't see any lights strung on the front of your house.
1: So, are I'm, there rules with your HOA? No, there's sense. rules with my roof. So I'm still waiting to get an inspection. We oh. just got a new roof, and there were some issues with the roof. So until I get the city inspection, if I do anything up there, they then have a reason to be like, "Well, he climbed on the roof. He did that." I'm like, "I'm not touching it. I'm not doing anything." We wanted outside lights, but I got some issues. I've always
0: wanted to see a town... House complex, right? Where you have the strip of like four or five in a row, and just one person has it strung across their like <laughs> right. Just one person, twelve feet. Next of house. Ha- well, <laughs> next time you guys come over
1: and leave, you can check out a bunch of my neighbors have it up. But no, for that reason, I didn't even want to mess with because you. Okay. you don't know what these shifty insurance legal people are going to do. So no, I don't. Tell I'm
0: you. waiting for a hailstorm. To, to is that, that a is that a technical title? Roof? Shifty insurance legal people. Dude, that's what I call them. Okay, yeah. Good. All right, All right let's my, go my to last, last one. one. My last
1: thing in life. That I just don't get. Three Musketeers bars.
0: Why does everyone hate on Three Musketeers bars? Why do they hate on them? I mean, I don't love them, but is, they're not. R-
1: what is up? Nougat. Three it's Musketeers. Good. It's weird. First of all, nougat is like the stuffing of the candy world. It's it's just there to literally be a filler. It's nothing but filler. That's it's, all. It's all like nougat the Twinkie is. of candy bars. It's all nougat. Is nougat a, is filler. And, and it's 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 it, I don't get. There's so many other options. Yeah, yeah. So I wouldn't like go out. Yeah, it's to, not a top five exactly. choice for me. So but, for people, but there are people out there. Yeah. Maybe even some listening who go to a candy store or the candy aisle and they choose a Three Musketeers. I will never. Oh, I know, in someone, a like billion that. Years I know someone like that. I do know someone like that. Well, I don't get it.
0: Yeah, you know what? I, here's what I feel about the Three Musketeers. Explain it to me. If you're gonna go with Three Musketeers, right? If that's what you like. Why not just go Milky Way? Exactly.
1: You get some Why not just go Milky there? Way? You get a little
0: yes. caramel on there. See, well, Connors, not, the everyone <laughs> exactly right. not everyone likes caramel. Not everyone likes caramel. I love it. Like My I love it. I love caramel. I mean, so if this I, I were
1: the, the if this were the 1600s and you didn't like caramel, you're a witch immediately. Like you're a witch.
0: You gotta tell you gotta tell us listeners out there what are your feelings about these things that Tyler does not get. Get at us at <laughs> exactly. Red Rock Sports One. Let us know how crazy he is, or uh, possibly how correct he is. And quick around the horn, guys. You brought up candy. It's the holiday season. We love it. Best candy around. Reese's. Snickers. I'm on. I'm I'm a Reese's guy. I'm a Reese's guy. Okay. Hey, guys. Thanks for tuning in again. Everyone have a great holiday season out there. We'll catch you again here before New Year's. You can always, again, find us on Twitter at RedRockSports1. For Tyler, thanks for filling in. Connor, I'm Jared. This is Red Rock Sports. Bye-bye.